Go find Arthur Blank. Let him know that you will not be showing up to work unless it's to sign paperwork to get traded to the Indianapolis Colts. It's time to bring Slat Ryan home to Indy because that's where he was born at. It's time for him to come home and bring that championship back uh, to Indy. He, he was... Facts don't matter here. Facts don't matter. <laughs> Let me cook. Let me cook. <laughs> if he wants to come through and wear number two after Carson Wentz decimated that number, cool. If he wants to come here and we can take number 18 off the Raptors, if he wants to do that, cool. Bring Matty Ice to Indy. He needs it. We will respect him. We will treat him like the king that he is. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, South 706. This is KTSC AF Live. Episode 96, we have our spectacular hosts, uh, Marcus Sniffles and Tech. Shout out to El Chapa. What's good, y'all? Man, I'm chilling, man. I'm, I'm tired. Up, of you can't hear you. Oh, Jesus. Can you hear me now? I can hear him, yeah. It, it's okay. Well, yeah. Well, I recently went to uh, to pick up some sushi from the sushi spot, and I was wearing my uh, Demon Slayer t-shirt, and one of the guys behind the counter was like, hey, have you seen the new season? And I said, no, I haven't I haven't been caught up yet. And after he said he liked my shirt, them niggas proceeded to laugh me out of that restaurant. I've never been <laughs> that in my life. Oh my god! I almost wanted to like just leave without paying. I was like, "This is y'all. Y'all ain't gotta fry me up like this." Like, god damn! Like, I paid y'all for this food. I paid y'all for service, not to flame me up. I get to it. Give me a second. You know, somebody <laughs> said something to me about that earlier this week. A similar situation. So, and this happened to me in real time. Like, I have like some sort of throwback Detroit Tigers jersey. And like a ward, and this white dude was like, Yeah, man, so and so, he's a legend. I was like, the fuck are you talking to? Like, they like came all up on me. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, the name on the back of your jersey, you don't know who that is. And I'm like, no, I just have a hat and some shoes that match it. Like, I don't really I don't know who this is from the 70s. Uh I'm pretty sure he was good. Yes. So I get that a lot also because I wear a lot of baseball hats, like just random team. Like I don't watch baseball, but I wear baseball caps. And people are like, oh yeah, you are you're a White Sox fan or you're an Anaheim Angels fan. I'm like, I haven't watched baseball since 1999. Get out of my face, dog. I don't know nothing about none of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus clearly got exposed for being a hype beast. Like, uh, I'm not saying I watched like, the first season. I so I haven't watched the second season, however, I've read up until the end, sorry, you know it's going to happen, so I don't really care at this point. Uh, I'm more likely to wait till there's more episodes. I think this season only had like six episodes. Shout out to Chan. Welcome back. We, you've been heavily missed in the chat. If you aren't watching our YouTube, definitely subscribe to our terrible YouTube channel and watch this live. It's a better interaction experience. But yeah, man, you can't be out here faking the funk, like, especially like in this I age now. This where, like, Okay, but like the second season is only like six episodes. I think the first season is like twenty five or something like that. So it's not it's not a, a, a long run. It's like thirty minutes per ep, twenty minutes per ep. You know what I'm saying? So that's something you could knock out in a day. But <clears throat> can't be here faking the funk. Like I get it. And I'm not the person's like, oh, you have on a, a purple rain shirt. You never heard Prince. That's that's cool. But you have to understand that people that are really about that life, whatever life they're about, they're going to try you. So. You know what I'm saying? I should have lied. lied. I should have like, yeah, it's really good. It's awesome because it probably is. And I wouldn't have got embarrassed in public the way I did. I felt like I was like uh, red running to the car after 
after he got knocked out. Yeah, that that's pretty pretty embarrassing. But speaking of embarrassing, the NFL as a whole, as a record label, record label and as a crew, continues to prove that they do not give one single fuck about women, sexual <laughs> allegations, anything, right? Not a one. So my universe and the, the Falcons universe has been turned upside down multiple times in the last couple of days as apparently the Falcons, the Browns, the Saints, and the Carolina Panthers were in the Deshaun Nasty Man Watson sweepstakes. Those were the teams that he decided he wanted to go to. And the Falcons, like the whores they are, rolled out the red carpet for this man, a VIP treatment, probably bought like A1 masseuse slash prostitutes to the meeting to show what Atlanta has to offer. Yikes. And it, it, it was like, I, there is a Falcons podcast we do uh, periodically called the Dirt Nation Report. And Falcons Twitter in general is just like a wild place, but this was like nuclear bomb level anarchy going on on Twitter. Like I, I, I would honestly say I've never seen anything like it. It was to the point where I had to create a burner account because it was too much Falcons nonsense overload, and that's that's saying a lot for how much nonsense goes on at Falcons Twitter. So long and the short, people are on Twitter, you know, jockeying to be the first one to get the story. Um, there's a gentleman named Can't Guard Jake that threatened to deactivate his account if Deshaun Watson didn't join the Falcons. And at the last minute, he did not join the Falcons, so he did deactivate his account. He came back shortly to get flamed up on Twitter. I, I respect him standing in it. But the consensus is that he was going to come to Atlanta until the Browns threw the bag at him, which I respect because he's one more text or video away from being out of the league. So get that guaranteed $240 million, I believe. 30. $230 million, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at this time. Like, I respect it. Like, that's that's what you got to do if you're apparently a nasty man and you have these urges and desires to be, you know, the freaky deaky man. <clears throat> um, and you got to collect the bag because, again, this this could all end. This all could have ended very prematurely. But I, I do encourage you guys that decided to quickly jump on the side of Deshaun Watson because he was not found criminally guilty or guilty in a criminal court. That he should well, be. They, just, they decided not to go take it to uh, to criminally charge him, but he, it's not like he's innocent or anything. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the perfect analogy is that O.J. Simpson was found not guilty of murder, and we know he killed the people. So uh, you can also use George Zimmerman. Um, but this was my point about the whole thing. It was twenty eight counts, right? Twenty eight different accounts, or was it twenty two? Uh, twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. Some of the stories were very disturbing, very nasty. Um, you know, I, I, I don't get it. But to, to me, at the end of the day, you can't have selective morality. There's been guys that have kicked women. I don't care what the excuse was. Uh, beaten women in elevators. Uh, killed somebody via car accident. There's been a couple of those guys uh, on DUIs. Um, killed somebody by stabbing at a Super Bowl party, right? Or was, what? When did Ray Lewis do the stab? Hey, hey, he was found innocent on that. He was. We, we have the guy that we won't mention with the ninja hands. I don't know. I about mean, that. he was he was out the league, but he's still a part of the league. I don't know nothing about that. We got guys that were on crack. You know, we got guys that are gambling on games. Wait a minute, 
That <laughs> is where we draw the line. Right there. We're going to get him for a whole year. Now, when I speak of Deshaun Watson, I mean, it's obvious that he went to Cleveland because he's getting, I don't know if it was four or was it five years, 230, and it's all guaranteed, highest guaranteed contract ever. Averages up to 46 or $47.5 million a year, which is crazy, and it makes me really think, like, um, in a few more years, the Chiefs are actually going to have Pat Mahomes on, like, a bargain deal because he did the – 10-year, 400 mil, and now he already has guys that are passing him up in annual salary. But back to the to the lecture at hand, at the end of the day, like it, it was some very nasty stuff going on. I don't know if it was a smear campaign. I mean, I look at why was this Negro hanging out with Mia Khalifa? Uh, you could have got her to do all your stuff with spreading your butt cheeks and gyrating in the air and well, what's money fun? shots. I have the some of the the documents from the lawsuit up. Uh, let's let's give you a, a quick passage as we did last week. When the plaintiff came back into the room, Watson was completely naked, exposing his buttocks. The plaintiff went to try to cover him with the towel. Watson told her it was not necessary. The plaintiff pushed back, explaining that covering him, in fact, was necessary. Watson did not cover himself at all and refused the plaintiff's attempt to cover him. Even when she covered his buttocks, he purposely moved to knock the towel off. Also, during the session, Watson insisted the plaintiff not use her knuckles or palms, but instead instructed the plaintiff to use her fingers. The plaintiff declined, saying that she did not want to use her fingers. As the session continued, Watson exposed his penis to the plaintiff several times. Watson laughingly told the plaintiff that she could move out, move his penis out the way. The plaintiff worked very hard to keep the massage professional. The plaintiff felt trapped, angry, and dirty. Like, fam. Multiple times he moved his body in such a way to make his penis touch the plaintiff. Okay, I, I, bro. that man. Okay, bro. Like, what are, we, are you? Are you twelve? Like, what are you doing? At outside of the the stuff that he's been accused of, just his behavior is questionable at the very, very least. Because professional athlete, his yeah, because professional athletes at that level. They don't have, they're not going on Instagram looking for massage therapists. They're going to either use the team uh, massage therapist or they're going to hire their own personal one. Like if you're out here perusing Instagram looking for that stuff, that's not, that's not normal. That's questionable. You're like, your judgment is not where it should be. Um, I, I guess I would ask a question to, for, for tech real quick. You said uh, we can't have selective morality. Are you talking about us as fans or the NFL or the NFL owners? Like, who are you talking about when you say that? I agree with you 100%. I mean, and I'm not trying to be that guy, but the other thing I kind of – I am going to be that guy. So with the Robert Kraft, it was kind of similar, right? No, hang on. Um, Did you hear what I said? No? What did you say? Okay. Oh, God. Okay. I, you said that we can't have selective morality. Are you talking about fans, owners? Like, who are you talking about when you say that? Just everyone in general, but especially fans, because, you know, you'll have some fans that, oh, okay. yeah, we got the murderer. We don't care. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I, I disagree on that because I have selective morality. Like, I don't listen to – I don't listen to R. Kelly, but I listen to – I don't know. Prince has some questionable stuff in his past. 
Like, there's a lot of artists that have questionable stuff in their past, but everybody has a line. And for me, there's certain people that didn't cross that line. There's certain wide receivers on my team that have may have crossed the line. Peyton Manning has done some nasty things that they don't talk about, but that didn't cross the line for me. And even with uh, Deshaun Watson, like the Colts made a call for him. Like they called the Texans and were like, hey, can we have, can we talk? And the Texans or the Texans were like, nah, we're in the AFC South. No, nah, we're not talking to y'all. But if they would have, if the Colts would have gotten Deshaun Watson, I'm it it and I feel it's not the best thing to say or to admit, but I'm gonna be honest. I'd have been like, yes, let's go. We got a better, we have a top five quarterback. We have a really good roster. We have a chance to win the Super Bowl. But then again, you know, and once again, I get what you're saying. Never in any of these, okay. I'm wagging my penis around. I accidentally, I don't know what he was doing, but, and I spread my butt cheeks, the tile drops, stuff like that. That's not the same as, as raping a woman um, or murdering someone or something like that. So it, it is a bit different. And then I, I don't know, it's still my word versus your word. There was a lot of stuff. That people were saying that it was some sort of a smear campaign because he, uh, requested a trade because as soon as he requested or said he wasn't going to play for them no more, all of this came out the woodworks. I know within a 30 day period, he didn't have 22 allegations. So, and like I said, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it or anything like that, but it was almost like a boys will be boys. Like yeah, earlier, South Breeze said, Was he 12? This is some behavior that a 12 to 16-year-old would do. I'm not sure why a 24-year-old would do that. But, you know, like I said, he, he didn't actually rape anyone. Um, that, he doesn't, just being that, a, that doesn't matter. Like, that's not what the charges are. And you're saying that out of the blue, once he said he didn't want to play for them, that these allegations came up, they have the Instagram DMs. Like he did these they things. They do, but like I said, if you, if you recall right when he did that, maybe two weeks later, all the uh, it came out the woodworks. Like, where was all this before? It, regardless, he still committed the acts, though. But how bad are the acts? It's not like Big Ben allegedly Duh. Duh. raped two women. I, I get that, but like. You have you have women in your family. Would you if your if your mom was a massage therapist? She told you that. Would you be like, oh no, nah, that's not a big deal. It's just a penis. Like, what do you mean? It's the, no, man. I'm like, just saying it's not as it's not as big of a deal as you actually being raped. It, it's not. I'm not. I'm not saying. Not I'm not saying that. But somebody beating. Okay, well, it's, somebody beating up a person of is not as bad as them being killed, but it's still fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like we're we're, we're you're trying to we're, we're parsing out two different things. Like we're not saying that one is more extreme than the other, but it's still bad. Like if I get my foot run over by a car, it's not as bad as I have my foot cut off, but it's still it's still bad for what it's worth. All I'm also, saying is I get also, what you're saying. Also, also this person is the face of a franchise too. You know what I'm saying? We had like, an owner that's the owner of a franchise a year earlier do something very similar where he paid for the act. Okay, but they're, they're playing two different games, though. What like, game are they the, playing? They did the same the, act. The, He's the, the Robert Kraft the, is the face of that organization. Who, he okay, owns. Yeah, he owns the team. Who's he the didn't get reprimanded at all, if who I can recall. Who's going to reprimand him? He owns the team. 
the league. You can't. No, 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 no. That's the thing. That's the thing. You saw. Have you seen what what's been going on in Dallas? What's going on with Jerry Jones and his people over there? What's happened with Jerry Jones previously in the past? Nobody's Dan Snyder too. Go ahead. Cool. Nobody, nobody is going to punish those guys. And the only reason Dan Snyder is having issues is because the minority owners and the other people that like work for him are starting to pull out and they're losing sponsors. But if Roger Goodell by himself is like, hey, we're going to punish you, Jerry Jones is going to tell that man to suck his dick because Roger Goodell works for Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is the boss of the NFL. Nobody in the NFL tells Jerry Jones what to do, regardless of what you think. He's in charge of that league. Like, all these owners are in charge of Robert Kraft. You can't take their teams away from them. You can't do anything to them. You have to be like, you have to do something egregious or outrageous to lose your team in that league. Like, Robert Kraft is not in charge over there. Those owners are in charge. Because if Robert Kraft, or not, excuse me, if Roger Goodell was actually in charge at NFL, Colin Kaepernick would have been in the league. But he's not in charge. So Kaepernick never got a chance. Because Roger Goodell, say what you want about that man, he wanted that shit to go away. And for that shit to go away, uh, easier and faster would have been, hey, someone just sign this nigga. Sign him, please, so these people will get off my back. And you know what those owners told him to do? Suck my dick. I'm not doing it. No one's doing it. Who's going to make me? You Jerry, Jerry Jones like, who, who going to stop me? Jay, Deshaun Watson doesn't get charged for 20-something sexual allegations. And all these owners are trying to trade for him. Who's gonna stop them? You think the, you think you think they care about the fans? Once some stadiums get filled up, once Deshaun Watson goes out there and shows who he is as a quarterback, these these stadiums get filled up. They're gonna get prime. Watch watch how many primetime games the Cleveland Browns get this year. Watch well, how many they get. Who gonna stop? Who is going to stop me, a billionaire owner of this NFL team, from trading for, for trading for Deshaun Watson? The fans? Fuck the fans. The players? I pay the players. Unless these unless the sponsors start pulling out. I'm golden, and I know the sponsors. The sponsors, I'm the I'm their cash cow. I got all the money. What y'all gonna do to me? So let's go back do? to what King Quest said. He said, "I didn't want Watson, but Terry played the money game to rise up the bag, but the wrong team got him." That that's not true. Like that's been debunked. Like th- there was no bidding war for Deshaun Watson. Like he had to waive his right, his trade, his no trade clause to go where he wanted to go. So it wasn't like yo. Like, hey, you guys are going to bid against each other. Like, he ultimately went where the most money was. The Falcons could have offered him more money in more years. They just didn't do it. So, like, that's a false narrative. We're not we're not going to be giving Terry and them no no passes no more. Like, they have clearly shown, and I don't know, I've heard that it might have been a little bit of Arthur Blank meddling in the situation, but this organization, man, we we might be the Cleveland Browns now. Like, not the good, not the Cleveland Browns. Games. Say what? They won nine or seven games. Fam, if we would have drafted a quarterback last year, we would not even be in this situation because clearly they want another quarterback, right? And, and they pretty much ostracized the quarterback that they had to roll out the red carpet for Nasty Man. And as Matt Ryan, like, he might be a better man than me because I'm out of there. Like, I'm At not the end of the day, I, I think he. you have to understand that it's a business no matter what. It's a business decision. At this point, you, you're going to you get 10 to 12 play. years of Deshaun. You may get two or three of Matt Ryan. Okay, you could have got 20 of Justin Fields without the allegations. Well, at the at the end of the day, the NFL don't care about women. 
The NFL don't care about black no, people. They don't give a shit. The, about NFL, the NFL don't care about minorities. The NFL don't care about CTE. They don't care about none of that shit. As long as this money keep coming in, as long as these views and streams keep going up, you see how much money like Amazon is trying to put like a billion dollars in just to get a game on their streaming service. Like the NFL don't care about that shit, man. They really don't. And if I'm like, if I'm any of these women out here, and it, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I said I wanted Deshaun Watson, but if I'm these women out here, I'm I'm feeling away, man. You got you you can't not feel away, especially when you see everybody that's saying like, oh, Deshaun Watson innocent. They ain't charge him, so he innocent. He ain't do nothing. All 22 of these women are lying. They just lying on this man. Like, come on, man. Like, at the end of the day, we got to be better. I got to be better. But it's just like, where are we going? What, what what's going to happen on on week one? NFL kickoff on Thursday when the when the season kicks off with the fucking Rams versus the Packers. You think the ratings are going down? Sunday night football, Browns versus Falcons. You think the ratings are going down? They're not. Like the, the NFL got us, man. We're stuck. So well, actually, technically, we're all not stuck. So there are several people in Falcons Twitter uh, <laughs> that pretty much said that, uh, like, for example, one of the dudes I follow, Jesse Dahl, said, my own personal personal ethics will not allow me to be a fan of a team that is willing to ignore that many warning signs. Um, let's see. This one guy who used to write for the Falcoholic, he said, so I guess it's now a good time to ever let you guys know this is my last day at the Falcoholic. Falcoholic writing podcasting will be March 31st. He said he didn't arrive at this point easily, but he's confident that this is the right decision for me. The pursuit of Watson has rode in my belief from the leadership of the Falcons, whether they land him or not. I will not. Re- <laughs> Shit. Broken. I will not relitigate my reasons as they should be clear. I simply can't believe that all of his accusers are lying and I cannot look past sexual assault. Um, there's people, you know, doing the whole performative thing, saying like, oh, you know, I've been a Falcons fan for all this time, and now I'm, I'm not going to be a fan no more. I'm acknowledging the memories by saying goodbye to Atlanta Falcons. Like, Here, Here's my thing. Yes. The NFL is not the morality police for me. They're not. Like, I don't want the NFL doing this thing where the criminal justice system gets involved and they, you know, do whatever they do, either punish somebody or find them or whatever. And the NFL feels the need to step in and do more. We're going to punish that. We don't care what the, the criminal justice system says. We hold our players to a higher standard than that. That's what I don't want from the NFL. The NFL, like, the NFL needs to just stay out of this because they're not equipped for this. They don't know how to handle this. Every time something like this happens with a player – they try to suspend them, and the suspensions get reduced. 90% of the time, the suspensions are getting reduced. Ray Rice got suspended for the whole year, took that shit to court, two games, got all his money back. Uh, all I, I'm blanking on the other players, but there's plenty of situations where players have been overly suspended and then got their suspensions reduced because the NFL is going too far. I don't want the NFL to tell me what's right and what's wrong. I want the criminal justice system to do a better job. I just want to watch the games. And that and that goes to um, with the, the music industry also. Like if you're a streaming service and you have R. Kelly or Chris Brown or uh, Aerosmith or anybody that has a questionable past or questionable history, I don't want you to take their music down. 
I might not listen to it, but it should be my choice if I listen to them or not. I don't want you making that decision for me, telling me, telling me, the consumer, what is right and what's wrong. Yes, R. Kelly is in jail, but if I want to listen to R. Kelly, that's my choice as a consumer. I'm not saying I'm doing that, but I still feel like fans and consumers should make that choice. I don't want Spotify making that choice. I don't want Apple Music making that choice. I don't want Tidal making that choice. I don't want YouTube. Make, I don't want anybody making those choices but us. Don't choose for us. Let us make our own decisions. If people want to watch the Sean Watson, they should be able to watch the Sean Watson. But don't ask the NFL come and tell me that he is way worse and is going to be overpunished more than what the criminal justice system does to him. I don't need that from you guys. You guys are not the church. You guys are not some religion holier than thou. You guys don't make all these decisions. Like, Yeah. And, and again, like for me, that again, if you need an excuse not to be a Falcons fan, take take whatever one you want because this this organization, to me, been is, really, is really showing their ass right now. Like, really showing their ass. Because, again, if you were this committed to getting Deshaun Watson and, like, you don't pull that off, you have no contingency plan, right? There's no quarterback in this draft that is worth drafting at eight. There's not really too many free agents left unless you want to go with the – this is contingent on Matt Ryan not coming back, which if I was him, I would not. Unless you want to roll out here with Baker Mayfield or Gardner Minshew, like what what were you doing? Like you're, you're telling us that you – you're essentially telling us that you made a mistake in the draft because, again, we wouldn't even be dealing with this if we had a quarterback waiting in the wing to take over from Matt Ryan. And even with the whole, like, oh, you know, we got a unicorn, we got, you know, Kyle Pitts, fam. If you watch the national championship, and I'm going to give props to the University of Georgia, their tight end, Bowers or Bowser, Bowser on the uh, on the Bulldogs, he might be better than Kyle Pitts right now. Like, that dude is a monster. Fam. Okay, even if he's not. He doesn't have the potential, and that's what you're looking at with Kyle are, Pitts. Are you serious? Bro, that long wingspan, the speed. I mean, Kyle Pitts, what you're drafting him for is potential as well. And he's probably the most athletically gifted uh, tight end that you'll see. Okay, but that that doesn't really necessarily equate to being a great tight end. Like, we've, we've done this before. The point of the draft is value, right? And potential. Value and potential, but I say more value because even if you don't get somebody – off of potential, if you get somebody off value, if it don't work out, then you just keep going back to the well, just get more people. But like, and I've said this before, if Kyle Pitts doesn't next year have double-digit touchdowns and at least 14, 1,500 yards receiving, then I, you, you cannot justify picking him at four. There's no way you can justify that, in my opinion. But, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, we, we've talked about selective morality on the podcast before. Uh, everybody has their line. It's just kind of interesting how how that works. I get this is a more serious issue, but it's not the first one. It's not the last one. And I and I mean these people reserve the right to come back to being Falcons fans if they so so desire to. But again, it, it no, they don't it, need to come back. It screams you're putting on a show for Twitter, showing like, oh, I'm the the, the morale police, and I'm just the holier now. I'm the, the greatest person on earth. I I have all the morals. Meanwhile, their likes and retweets are like porn and stuff like that. 
you know, not the kink shame, you know, or sex positive, but it was just really weird, man. Like the civil war at the Falcons is always going to be, be a thing. Like it went from Matt Ryan and Mike Vick to now was Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson, and just, just all kinds of stuff, man. And, and just the people too, like, again, you have to be able to separate sports from the, from, you know, the other stuff, but people saying that Deshaun Watson would not have been an upgrade. They're insane. Like we gotta, we gotta be honest with ourselves. Like if they to pull that off, I think that buys them more time, but I think it'll put more pressure on them to win now, which again, they had to sell the house to do that. Putting their roster kind of in a bad place, but. It was definitely it was definitely a wild weekend in Falcons Twitter, and it's still not over yet because we still don't have the status on what Matt Ryan wants to do. Right now, Matt Ryan literally has nobody to throw to, with the exception of Kyle Pitts and the newly resigned Cordell Patterson, who I was almost one hundred percent sure would not be a Falcon again. But I think I think what happened was people kind of saw what we saw, or at least what I saw is that. Towards the end of the season, he wasn't looking as uh, unicorny as he was in the beginning of the season. He's an older player. He has never had a usage rate that high in his career. And I think a lot of people, unfortunately, for his bank account's sake, saw through that. So, um, but I mean, good for him. I, I think a lot of fans might be disappointed. I saw Jamar Anderson tweet out like, oh, it's a great signing. You know, it's a great system for Cordero Patterson. And I'm like, what system? There was no system. He was never supposed to be an integral part of this offense. So stop, stop with the revisionist history. Stop with the lying. Stop with the copium. Like y'all literally signed him to make fans feel better about this whole kerfuffle that went on with Matt Ryan and Sean Watson. Because y'all could have been re-signed him if he was priority. Y'all signed like 30 other players in the last two days. And then as an afterthought, signed Cordero Patterson, who's on Twitter lying, talking about like, oh, I always wanted to be the Falcons. Meanwhile, his profile picture is him in a Patriots jersey winning a Super Bowl with no Falcon stuff on his bio, on his profile, anything. Amen. So stop, stop. And the fans are like, oh, thank you. Oh, I can't. You're back. Okay. When, when Gardner Minshew was throwing <laughs> passes to Baker, the, the, the Cordero Patterson, like, good luck, man. For, man. And for what? <laughs> to chase the nasty man. At the end of the day, Matt Ryan needs to do what's best for him. And I think, in my personal opinion, I'm not a general manager, but uh, I can tell you for a fact that Matt Ryan has been sacked at least 40 times every year for the last four years. That takes a toll on a quarterback, and it especially takes a toll on an older quarterback such as him. Not saying he's old and watched, but he is old. Now, today is also a special day. It is Quentin Nelson's birthday. He's the uh, left guard for the Indianapolis Colts. And here's another fact for you. Quentin Nelson has given up a total of four sacks in four years. Four. He's the best offensive lineman in the league. Come to Indy. Stay protected. Give yourself a chance to stand in that pocket and make some throws. The Atlanta Falcons played you for a nasty man. They played in your face all week. The fans played in your face. The plant, the fans talked about wanting the Sean Watson saying you're watching all this stuff. Go over, go up to Arthur Blank, who hasn't. I, I'm. I don't even know if Arthur Blank even has a as an office at the stadium because I don't even know if he knows where it's at because that man's been sleeping the wheel for a couple of years now. Go find Arthur Blank 
let him know that you will not be showing up to work unless it's to sign paperwork to get traded to the Indianapolis Colts. It's time to bring Slat Ryan home to Indy because that's where he was born at. It's time for him to come home and bring that championship back uh, to Indy. He, he was... Facts don't matter here. Facts don't matter. <laughs> let me cook. Let me cook. <laughs> if he wants to come through and wear number two after Carson Wentz decimated that number, cool. If he wants to come here and we can take number 18 off the Raptors, if he wants to do that, cool. Bring Matty Ice to Indy. He needs it. We will respect him. We will treat him like the king that he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we – he deserves to be able to stand in the pocket for four seconds without getting destroyed if we have the offensive line to do that. So bring Matt Ryan home. This is a PSA from Marcus Sniffles. Thank you. Yeah. Get, uh, get I, I, if I was him, I would actually – I would stay because I feel like it, once you leave – your leash becomes a little bit shorter, but I mean, you got to know the time's running out. It's already it's short. Good. They try to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, they they show that they, they, they need to get Malik Willis at eight. I, I don't care nine, absolutely, whatever it is. Absolutely not. Absolutely. Bruh, not. Have you seen oh, the raw God. talent that that guy has? Exactly. He's twenty-one years old. Okay, we get him. Had, we could have had a more refined quarterback last year for it. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. I don't know if he's more refined, but fuck out regardless, of here. I, I know that you're, you know, for feels. But anyway, the thing is, you get Malik, sit him for a year or maybe two. Let Matt Ryan ride off into the sunset. You got a, a young guy on a rookie deal, like you should have did last year. And you can make this a smooth transition. What Atlanta's going to mess around and do is not have no talent on their roster. Again, you're going to be forced to go with uh, Alave or Wilson or somebody that, I mean, they're good route runners, but they're not game changers, I don't believe, at nine, because you have to get a receiver from somewhere. I don't see why y'all didn't trade for Robert Woods if, if all it took was a fifth. But y'all don't have any money because all of your money is tied into three or four players. Like Atlanta is going, you're going down the path to being Cleveland and Jacksonville. That's where you're headed. The longer you hold on to that $47.5 million cap hit. Bring him home, baby. Bring that man home. Bring him to Indy. Chris Ballard, Jim Mercer, chips all in. Y'all said the chips are all in. Bring that man home. Protect that man. They've been out there letting Matt Ryan get killed for four years. That man was an MVP. That man took y'all to a Super Bowl. And what have y'all done? Y'all just let that man stand behind nothing, behind turnstiles and just get punished. Nah, bring him back here. Bring him over here. No, he doesn't. Y'all need to get Baker Mayfield. Fuck Baker you to lose Fuck us in Duval. No, 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 no. Fuck Baker Mayfield. I'm glad uh, Los is in here because we was talking about uh damn we was talking about uh who's the uh because i was saying that baker mayfield might be the worst number one overall pick at quarterback and he said jared golf was i looked at jared golf's uh stats marcus russell are you talking about in the league currently or yeah that that kind of played a little like jamarcus russell i i, yeah, I he only got like three years okay he's, I got like, he's like the trophy like it's the jamarcus russell trophy so he's not actually a contender for this like it's named after him so like, after that like, if you look at Jared Goff's best year with the Rams, it was like 35 touchdowns and like 3,500-plus uh, yards. Baker Mayfield has never done that on better teams. He's never done that. That would 
that would be a career year for Baker Mayfield. So I don't want to hear that Jared Goff is worse than Baker Mayfield. I don't want. Yeah, I don't think he is. I, I think don't want any parts of Baker Mayfield on my team, I don't. I think at best, Goff is just average. Like I think he's he has the arm talent to not be a game manager, but at this point in his career, you just want to manage in games. Uh, Baker is is probably one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. If they didn't have an outstanding defense and running game, he would probably be on the cusp of being cut. Like he's he's no good at all. He might get cut now. Like who's to say? Yeah, he should, yeah. Who's to say he doesn't get cut this season? Because right now he's a lame duck quarterback. He only has one year left. Let me ask you this: Would no, you rather have give me Baker Matt. Mayfield, Jameis Winston? Or yes. Gardner Minshew. They're the same. You think they're the same? I they're think Baker has a little bit more of an arm. Uh, Gardner has a little bit more accuracy. Baker Mayfield is just more expensive. Uh, Gardner Minshew. He's just going to cost more. I'm going to get the same results. They both have. They both don't have strong arms. They have mobility, and they have a personality, which for some reason works for some quarterbacks and not others. But, no, I don't want Baker Mayfield at that price. Baker Mayfield at this point – has no like the Browns have zero trade leverage with Baker Mayfield. They have the he, he's still on his rookie deal though, right? Or did they pay him? Yeah, he's still on his rookie deal. They picked up his fifth fifth year option, but this is his last year under contract. So oh. if like why would a team, why would any team trade anything worth a shit for a quarterback that's in his last year of his contract? Why? Like, are you going to keep Deshaun and Baker on your team? No, you're not going to do that. You know what? Well, I would he do? seems like a disruptive guy. You know what I would do? I would wait it out. Cut him. Cut him. Why would I give up any? I'll give up a seventh round pick for Baker Mayfield. Because what else are you going to do? Who would even pick up Baker Mayfield, to be honest with you? Exactly. Exactly. Who? Who wants him? Who? Okay. Not who wants him. Who needs him? Who's looking at Baker Mayfield saying like, oh, yeah. That's the guy that's gonna take us over the top. If I'm Seattle, I, I would I may take a stab at it. For what? You would have to give me a pick to take him. That's what I'm saying. Like the you, Browns, you'd have to give me like a fifth or a sixth to take him. And if I'm Se- if I'm Seattle, I'm calling like, hey, I got a six round pick for you. What you trying to do? I, I wouldn't even do that. You you would need to give me a pick to take him because either I'm either just gonna way. ride it out for that last year. Like either, I, I either way, the Browns the Browns have no type of uh, leverage here. They're gonna have to take whoever is offering anything for Baker. They're gonna have to take it because they can't be like, oh no, we're gonna hold out for a third round pick or a second round pick. No, you no the fuck you're not because no one's gonna offer you that bullshit for a lame duck quarterback that's coming off the injury that's barely six foot tall. That's not the best quarterback from his draft class. Lamar Jackson was in that draft class. Like the, in the the MVP of the league was in Baker Mayfield's class. I can't remember who the other quarterback was, but there's another quarterback in that. I think it was Josh Allen. Josh Allen was in there too. Josh Allen was in that class. There was one more too because they like all four of them are better than him. If you're the number one overall pick at quarterback and we're coming into your fifth year and they still haven't given you that long-term contract, why would anybody want you? It's clear what the what the word is. Like Josh Allen ain't had no problem paying him. Lamar Jackson, they're kind of going slow on him because they don't have a uh, – he doesn't have an agent, like his mom's his agent. So I think that has something to do with why it's taking it so long. But he's won the MVP. He's shown that he could carry a team. Like Lamar Jackson is a terrifying player. Baker Mayfield is not any of those guys. He's done. It's a wrap. 
get him. I don't like Baker anyway. Um, I wouldn't pick him up because of his attitude, too, because like even before the trade came through, you go out and you release like a goodbye to the city and all this. Like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Like two years ago, Lamar Jet, no, Lamar Miller, a running back, was on Cleveland and he requested a trade from Cleveland. And Baker Mayfield decided to get up in front of everybody, in front of the media, and say, hey, you're either with us or against us. You're going to get on this train or, or get off of it or whatever. And it's like, yo, why are you messing with this man's business? This man wasn't getting carries. He wasn't getting playing time. He asked for a trade. It's a business, but you took it personal, and you tried to make him look bad, tried to make him look selfish. And now, all of a sudden, when the Browns treat it like a business and start going after Deshaun Watson, a clear upgrade over you, you get all in your feelings and oh, I want to leave Cleveland. I don't, I don't know if I can stay here anymore. Okay, dog, it's a business. You're either on the train or get off the train. And obviously, they're looking to kick your ass off the train. So you're so, gonna have to deal with that. I want to correct myself real quick. So um, it, he was the first overall pick in the 2018 draft. It was him, Darnold, Allen, Josh Rosen, and Lamar Jackson. So he would be the third best out of those guys. Um, You're the number one overall pick. You got to be the best. I'm sorry. Or at least the second best. <laughs> man, he's nowhere near. Like he, He's definitely bottom tier in the league. If Baker Mayfield was a free agent, how many teams are letting go of their quarterbacks to get him? Uh, maybe. The... Okay. And the fact that you got to take this long to think about it, because if I told you, hey, for some reason, Josh Allen just got released, he's free for anybody to take. How many teams do you think are flying? I just need to roll off the red carpet. Lamar Jackson. Lamar yes. Jackson somehow gets released from the Ravens. How many teams are flying to his house to talk to him? Like, you're crazy to think. At least, you can't name five teams that are going to fly to Baker Mayfield's house to go talk to him if he was a free agent. Not five. He's in the mm-hmm. Bears. Right, I mean, gonna... Seattle, Indy, New Orleans. He might end up being the Falcons quarterback. If... Baker Mayfield or Jameis Winston. James Carolina. Winston, not even the question. I'm just naming the teams that don't have a for sure starter. So I got four. And that's the and that's the thing. That's and we're talking about a number one overall pick. And you're talking about teams like the Colts and the Panthers that don't have a quarterback with any experience on their roster. Not to mention the Colts could have already made a play for him because I mean, you know, it's been a couple days now. They they don't want him. So let's be real. Hey, yeah. The writing's on the wall for Baker. He just don't see it yet. Okay, well, moving off of sports because we, yeah, we got sports for a minute. God damn. Yeah, shout out to the people that do not care about sports at all. But, uh, what did what Westbrook do? Oh, uh, Marcus wanted to bring up the name calling and and different things like that that was going on with him. All right, let's do it in five minutes or less because we've been on sports too long. Okay, so the Westbrook the the Westbrook thing. Uh, I'm, and this is probably going to sound crazy after flaming up Baker Mayfield, but I think if you're going to attack a athlete's personal like name and character, I think you're out of bounds. If you want to come on, if you want to be Skip Bayless or whoever, get on TV and say, you know what, Russell Westbrook is the worst three point shooter in the in the NBA. That's fair. Russell Westbrook should not be shooting three pointers at any point of the game. Whether he makes them or not, he needs to stop shooting those. That's fair. Once you start going with the name calling, 
and making nicknames out of his names because like uh russell said he said like his he's got kids that are old enough to understand this he's got a wife that's upset about this once you start calling people outside of their name calling people westbrick or Brits too Don't yeah or that. yeah or labum or uh, they used to call Chris Bosch Bosch Spice. Like, there's things like that where you're kind of going out of line as a professional broadcaster. So, as a professional broadcaster, if you feel comfortable enough to say those names about these players on TV, I feel like those players should be able to come see you and talk about it, however they feel they need to, because that's it's out of, it's out of line. I, I think it. I'm. I understand if fans say like, hey, you just need to develop thicker skin or whatever. But I also understand from the athlete's perspective where it's like, hey, you're talking about my name. You know what I'm saying? And if you're going to call me outside my name, I'm going to come talk to you man to man or woman to woman about this in person. And you have to deal with that. Like, say it to my face. Like, you think Skip Bayless is going to call him that to his face? Because I don't. I mean, this is my thing. And I I agree with you 100%. It's a fine line because I know – like in sports, heckling has always been a thing, but you're right. It, it's it when it goes beyond heckling to threats to um talking about somebody's you know personal beliefs, just different stuff like that is going too far. I'm not saying they're doing it to Westbrook, but I mean, the constant heckling it's just gotten worse. I got people, somebody called me yesterday and they were like, I don't know why that guy was in the top 75, uh, the NBA top 75. And I'm like, because he's one of the greatest players of all time, like with ease. I know you could say he was stat chasing. He was doing this. He was doing that. But, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. He's a great player. He just can't shoot, like, at the end of the day. And and some players can't do that. And Shaq couldn't shoot. Um, ben Simmons not a good shooter. Uh, Giannis is not a good shooter as well. I mean, but it's other parts of the game that he's been dominant in. I just feel like. This team was a horrible fit for him. The spotlight is way too big for him. I mean, me and you, we made the bet, the Washington bet last year, and we watched him and Bill will that team into the playoffs. Now, they weren't that good, but he was still playing at an extremely high level, and now all of a sudden he's West Brick, and, you know, you're watching the Timberwolves, and they're calling him a bum, and they're making fun of him when he shoots and stuff like that. And then me, and I know Pat Beverly and him have like a personal situation going on. Not really, but, you know, basketball-wise. But it just shows how classless some people are as well as some organizations. Like, it's it's not worth it. Like, y'all are really taking it too far, especially when it comes to making threats on him, his family, and his life. Like, y'all are really going a little bit too hard. Same with LeBron and the LeBum stuff. And then they talk about his, like, I remember one heckler said something about his son or something like that, and he got her kicked out. But it's a constant thing with these guys getting harassed. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get it. But uh, if you watched uh, Game Theory, Bomani Jones and Sean HBO, you should definitely check it out. It's You got to understand, like, that's part of, like, they know what they're doing. I get it. It's hurting people's feelings. But, like, at the end of the day, they know they have to come on TV a certain way to, you know, rile up the base. You know, they're kind of like politicians. Like, they know who they're talking to. They know what gets people riled up. Unfortunately, those people take that to the fields and the courts to the games and try to, you know, do that to players in real life. But, I mean, the game is the game. 
Did you hear the did you ever hear the story about uh Skip Bayless and Troy Aikman? No. So there was a like back when Troy Aikman was playing, or might might have been right after uh, Skip Bayless was a reporter in Dallas, and Skip Bayless wrote a book implying that Troy Aikman was gay. And Troy Aikman oh, went wait to a second. His, no, hang on, hang on. Troy Aikman, he went to his lawyer and he said, How much would it cost me, like in fines or fees or whatever? To just beat this nigga's ass, and the lawyer, the lawyer gave him a number, and it was it was too like whatever number he said, it was just too high for Troy, and he didn't do it. He just ignored it. But if that lawyer would have said like a dollar under that, Troy Aikman would have saw Skip Bayless in the streets and fought him for that. Like there's some things you just can't go out, and I'm not I'm not trying to imply that being gay is a negative thing, but I, I think during that time though, in the late nineties, you yes, know, Skip Bayless was using it as a negative towards him as a as a leader or what whatever Skip Bayless was doing back in the nineties. So there was there's things that you could like Skip Bayless has been doing this for a while. So it's like you have to be held accountable for the things that you say. Like I went like two weeks ago, I came on this podcast and said if the Colts trade Carson Wentz for anything, then I would get a tattoo of the Colts. I have to be held accountable for that. Now I'm scheduling a fucking tattoo because I said that. And at, at some one of these days and it and it sucks because if it happens, then Skip Bayless quote unquote wins. But LeBron James needs to see Skip Bayless and just beat the dog shit out of him. Fines be damned, jail time be damned. Because what what what's gonna happen to LeBron James in jail? I think it's six nine, three hundred pounds. Like that man will be looked at as a god in there. Beat him, <coughs> do it for the culture. So I did a quick Google search. That story came out in '96, so he was still in the league and active. And in the 90s, they treated like he would have been the first openly gay player by years and years and years, wide margin for the Cowboys in the 90s. And he never, Skip Bayless never apologized for it. Why would he? Ain't no money in apologizing to Skip if you're Skip Bayless. Apologize for what? Now, I think that was more than five minutes. We can move on to the next thing. There's a lot of stuff we got to talk about. Yeah, geez, Louise. All right, so. Moving on to music, uh, you sent a clip about uh, Lotto pretty much insinuating that a, a male rapper was giving her a hard time about clearing a verse or a sample uh, because she will not sleep with him. Let's get the let's get the hot take on that. You want to play the audio for it? Uh, I can I can do that because it'll sound better if I do it. Um, where's the audio? All right, so let me scroll down. I already saw a stupid tweet about that, but we'll get to that here soon. But here's the audio of Lotto. And it's cut all the way down. What do you mean by that? So, like, I don't care. Like, baby, I'm going to just keep it 100. It's a feature on my album um, that it was like, it was difficult to clear. And they like trying to drop their nuts on me because I won't respond to a, a DM. Wow. Yeah. Really? Is yeah. it, a, mm-hmm. and without saying the name, but is it artist or producer or somebody? Artist. Pu- oh, wow. Artist, yeah. And they'll still be on the album? Yeah, just because I love the song so much and I had to turn it in yesterday, so I didn't really have a choice. So I was like back into a corner like bully. But I wish more females would speak up on stuff. I know like the label and stuff, they say, you know, don't do not do that, bad business, whatever. Man, these folks be trying to drop yeah. nuts on female rappers. And then, like, I'm not going to shut up about it. Also, too, Lotto, it's like you you got to expose the game, too. Yeah. Because there's somebody that's coming up either mm-hmm. next to you. All right, so long and the short is 
So, I mean, did, did they go into further details? Like, she said DM. So, I, the caption was that, like, they wouldn't do it because she, she wouldn't sleep with him. Did they actually go and say that, or is she insinuating that? Um, for me, it feels like they were insinuating it, but that's also just as bad, especially when you consider, like, the caliber artist Lotto is. Like, Lotto's not some up-and-coming unknown artist. Like, she's a big name. Like, she's an up-and-coming big star, like, a lot of people are checking for what Lotto's doing. So for a male rapper to give her a hard time, and, th- and this is kind of the thing with the whole like sexual assault, uh, sexual battery, all these other things where it's like, there's that gray area where it's like, he's insinuating like, hey, if you don't do this, then it's going to be harder for me to give you clearance for this feature. So it's like, imagine if you're an up and coming female rapper who doesn't have the, the followers or the backing of the label or anything, and you have a big name male feature or male rapper putting that kind of pressure on you, insinuating these things. And it's like, yo, what I mean, what am I gonna do? Oh Lord. Lotto. Oh, and, and I'm glad Chan said something about Rick Ross. There was an interview that he did with the Breakfast Club a few years back. Actually, I have it uh I remember that. I have it uh um, pulled up on my phone. They were talking about they were asking um, why why Rick Ross never signed any female rappers because he's he signed like Wale and Meek um, Mill and a bunch of other guys and he said quote you never uh, I never did it because I always thought like I would end up fucking a female rapper and fucking the business up Ross said I'm so focused on my business I just I gotta be honest with you you know she's looking good I'm spending so much money on her photo shoots I gotta fuck a couple times. That's coming from Rick Ross on why he didn't sign a female artist. And it's just like these people, these, these men feel entitled to these women that they're paying for. They're signing them. They look a certain way. And if you're a big name uh, male rapper and you do a verse for Lotto, maybe they, maybe he did it for free. Maybe he was thinking like, Hey, I can do this verse for you for free, but you know what I'm saying? You, you know, get me on the back end, you know, come to the crib. Maybe we can go to lunch, whatever, insinuating these things. And Lotto's like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to just make this music. And it's just like, it shouldn't be that way. And I kind of, it, it looks bad that an artist this size of Lotto still feels the need to not say this rapper's name. Like, that's crazy to me that she can't even say this guy's name. He's, and she's a big, she's not a nobody. And if she wasn't nobody, we'd never hear about this because they probably just have to deal with it. Well, but I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like no love for one record should kind of and ties back into the selective morality in a sense like you don't turn the record in like what did she say though you you don't turn the record in and then you expose him what's she say though what do you mean the label the label put pressure on her to keep that record to turn that album in with that record and that again like lotto is still an upcoming rapper she doesn't have as much power as say like a Nicki minaj but she's still an up-and-coming like she and she was being honest about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to just be like, it's 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 hard for people to stand on their morals sometimes, especially when there's money at stake, when your career's at stake. It's easy to tell other people like, hey, put your career at risk. Put all this money at risk for your morals. Like, it's easy for me to tell her to do that. I don't have nothing to lose here. What do I have to lose if I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it is, it's Women's History Month, right? Is it? It is. I thought it was just a day. Wow, they got a whole month. 
Yeah, I think it's a whole. I think it's a whole month. Nice. But my thing is, is like in this in this age, and that might be bad on the on the women too, though. You know what I'm saying? Like where, and I know women aren't a huge part of rap, right? But there's enough big enough voices, or even other people she could reach out to. Um, like for example, she could. I feel like she could have reached out to Joe Budden. He probably would have had some. He would. He would have had no problem exposing somebody like that because it's wrong. I'm pretty sure if he'd have said, "Hey, he just did an interview with Nicki Minaj." I don't know what their relationship is, but even if they have beef, it's still another woman rapper that's trying to make a, a career for herself. Like I, I'm not saying she's wrong, but I'm saying she could have taken a stand if she wanted to. The label like, that, that's unacceptable. So. You, you know, I, I, for who? Unless it's somebody that's for super powerful, though, too, though. How is it somebody that's got some stroke? How is it unacceptable on Lava's part? Like, she, like, that's almost like saying it's unacceptable for the 23rd woman that was sexually assaulted by Deshaun Watson to not come forward and say something. Like, it's hard to do that. It's not easy to do that. There's plenty, there's plenty of women out there that have had issues in the workplace, uh, in their dating life in their personal life with sexual assault and all these things and you know, coercion and date rape and all these other oh, things. I, I, I get that, but out there and say something. It's not, e it's not easy to be like, it's not easy to be like, Hey, Joe Bunny, guess what? This nigga's trying to fuck. And if he, and if I don't fuck, he gonna, he's not going to put out his verse. He's not going to uh, clear this song for me. It's hard to do that. It's not easy. Like it's easy. Just like, well, just go tell somebody, go tell somebody. Oh well, like you just did. She they literally did. just told everybody, like we're she gonna go to the album and be like, "Yo, which rapper is it?" And now it's gonna be fresh on that. She didn't say it though. There's a reason why she didn't. But say we're going it. to find out though. Are we? Because I'm looking at an unofficial track list. I'm look. Okay, let me read this unofficial. It, track it better list. If, it, if, the, if the label was pushing this hard for this track to be on the album, we're gonna know who it is. So let at that me, point, let me read the track. This is an unofficial track list. I think the, the album actually comes out next weekend. Unofficial track list. We have features. Lil Durk. One of the hottest rappers out right now. Nardo Witt. Yeah, debatable. He did, did numbers. Okay, we got Lil Durk, Nardo Witt, and I'm, this is, I'm okay, I'm not going to say anything. Kodak Black. Childish Gambino. <laughs> Lil Wayne, 21 Savage, who they did it, who she did a video with, so I'm assuming it's not him. And Nicki Minaj, but that's a female rapper, so she said it wasn't him. So there's a I, <laughs> I feel like I know who it is. I feel like I know who it is. I feel like I know who it is. Huh? Like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't approve that one anyway. I'm like, oh, you, you want to fuck? Nah, you can keep. Why that is he on the album? Why is he? On the <laughs> yeah. This, if this is who we think it is, this person already has a track record. Fail. What? Him. Show the DMs. Yeah, you can expose that. Tell, get the, uh, but see, get he's the not large enough to blackball her either, though. Like I was thinking That's of. What I'm saying, like, I if it was, was somebody, like, like, if it was Rick Ross, he's a owner of a label. If it was. P. Diddy, even though he likes guys, um, or you know, somebody like much, 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 much higher up on the food chain. But if it's Nardo Wick or Kodak Black, like get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I bet but like I said, like I said, you tell it, them it no. like it's Kodak. It, and then you expose them on every outlet you can, and guess what you get? More publicity for your album. That's what you get. You win it, either way. 
I mean, yeah, it's easy, right? It's easy to say it now, but maybe she, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, uh, Lotto should have said something more. No, the nigga that did this, who allegedly did this, needs to keep his dick in his pants to be a professional. Well, that's that's not that's yes, that is also true. But like, you're you're low key. That's the point. That's what we should be talking about. We should talk about the fact that these male rappers and males and other aspects in any other professional life shouldn't be out here feeling like okay, if I do this for this female, for this woman, then I'm entitled to something. I'm doing this for that. Like I'm giving her this promotion, so she'll do this for me. I'm giving her this verse, so she'll do this for me. I'm giving her this job, so she can do this for me. Yeah, it's easy to say, hey, Lotto, step up and say something. But like I said, it's hard. But she did. That's what I'm saying. She didn't say anything. Okay, Shane, you're taking it too far, ma'am. Come on now. I mean, kind of look at the uh, the history of Florida men. It's not great. Yeah, it's not not great. They're putting up Jordan numbers down there. <laughs> All right, so I got the homie Jay Free on here. So essentially yeah. what we were talking about was that I guess Lotto was putting out an album or a project and a male rapper gave her some, some heat talking about he didn't want to release the verse or clear it because she wouldn't respond to his DMs. And based off track <laughs> listing, we're thinking that I would have to, yes, the, yes, anti-horny spread needs to be spread all around. But if I had to guess, it was probably Kodak Black. And I'm like, Let's if that's the case, A, you give the label the middle finger and then you expose that dirty, nasty. label the middle finger? Gremlin. What? Yes. They own her music. Then don't put it out. Become a martyr then. Your music got your, your women's protection. Okay, let, me go, let, me go, let me go tell my family. Let me go tell my mom she got to go back to work. Let me tell my my cousins that they got to sell their cars. All these people that I'm paying for to live right. Let me go tell them that they can't. I can't pay for their stuff because I got you know I have to stand on my morals. Like it's hard to do that. It's hard to tell and your dad. And, that and again, like the the female rap community should be standing in solidarity with her. Even the and, male, even the non-nasty men should be like, yo, bro, that's what? fucked up. Free, get, what are they going to stand in solidarity man. for? What, what are they going to stand in? How are they going to stand in solidarity? Like, they don't even know who the rapper is. We have a track listing. And again, if I had to guess, it's probably Kodak Black. <laughs> but you can't ask me to stand up for something I don't even know what's going on. Hmm. We couldn't get we couldn't get professional athletes to stand in solidarity solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. You think male yeah, rappers gonna stand in solidarity with all yeah. these other female rappers? You think all of them are gonna do that? They're gonna stand by her? I wish they would. In a perfect world, they would. They're not gonna do that. Not an apples apples comparison. I, I feel like He's I'm coming off on, drop the bar and left. I, I think his thing cut off, but oh, I'm man. not I'm not and I'm Maybe I'm not conveying the message. I'm not saying that Lotto is wrong. But I'm saying is she shouldn't have she shouldn't have to do that. And she sh- and I don't think she should have. That's just me. Not in charge. What power does she have? If she, she says if she, she goes up, if she goes up, no, she, exact, if she goes up to the label and is like, yo, oh, do not put this song out. You know what the label's gonna do? Put that song out. Because the label owns her master, like I'm guessing, Lotto doesn't own her masters. She can't control this stuff. The label's already heard these songs. If the label wants that song on there, and they know that song is going to do numbers, they're putting that song in there regardless of what Lotto says. She don't have no power here. 
She ain't big enough. She ain't big enough right now to do that. She doesn't. I don't, well, I don't know one lotto song on top of my head. I mean, she's not as popular as I. I've listened to one around. She actually. Uh, is she on the 1017? I know she did a couple songs with him, but I thought she was under there. Like, you know, that new Brick Squad shit, whatever he got. And again, we're we're all assuming that it. I guess we're making the assumption that it. And again, they were implying that it was sexual, right? And again, that kind of changes the argument. If, If Coda Black was like, yo, let me take you out to dinner, then. I don't think it's as bad. That's not professional. It I is. Think. I'm not saying it's unprofessional. I'm just saying it. I guess not knowing all the details changes my perspective. But I mean, he is, is from Florida, so eh, yeah. he talked. He he a pro, he, he he's a suspect. Yeah. So I mean, I, I I'm I'm curious to see if anybody comes out with anything. We should definitely make a note to follow up on this because, like, again, it's going to be real sad when it's proven not to be Kodak Black and y'all that, niggas is wrong. That's going to be a stunner. I will be stunned if it's not I will be too. Because yeah. even if it's not him, it's just like, yo, all right, bro, whoever whoever the rapper in question is, I want to call DraftKings and try to put a bet in. I'm betting on Kodak Black <laughs> quite easily. <laughs> And this this album comes out next weekend. And for the record, I don't know if it matters or not, but Lotto is 23 years old. 23. Like, I didn't realize she was that young. That's She's pretty young. Oh, wow. She, that, that That changes things a little bit, where it's just like, she's not this established artist who kind of knows, like, the ins and outs of everything and knows what to do in this situation. Obviously, she's been rapping for a long time and been in the game, but she hasn't been at, at this stage in her career where it's just like, Okay, this is how I deal with this. And and I agree with South Breeze on this. Like, yes, yeah, she probably should have reached out to someone like a Nicki Minaj and been like, hey, I know you've been in this rap game way longer and been more relevant than anybody as a female rapper at this point. Like, you've been you're, – you're going places that no female rapper has gone. And I'm sure you have run into situations where men have been like, hey, I'm not giving you this beat. I'm not clearing this first until, you, you know, you let me do whatever. How did you handle that? And maybe she did. And maybe she did try. Maybe she did try to talk to somebody. Maybe she tried to reach out to somebody. But the way it sounded like, it made it sound like this kind of happened close to album release time. Like close to like, hey, I got to turn this album in. I ain't got time to be trying to reach out to fifteen different people to try to get people to to mobilize on this because people got shit to do. It's hard. Well, God bless. I hope this. When, is a- when, when did all this come out? This saw, weekend or last week? I saw it two days ago on uh, Twitter. Damn. And an album coming out. She did an album, or she did an interview with uh, Big Boy. No. Wait, hold on. With who? Big Boy, guy from L.A. You oh. Yeah. Big Boy. Oh. Oh, God. Yeah, this whole album is a reach. No offense, big boy and legend, but a reach? <laughs> a reach? What's the last big boy single? Oh no, you no. thinking a big boy from Outcast? He's talking about okay. big also, boy and lover. Also, big disrespect. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, God <Good> damn! God. <laughs> That's my therapist says. Communication is key. <laughs> 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 
so I, I guess Rev Rev made some points. Nikki's married to a man who can't be near a park. And I get I get that. Yes, I understand that. But what is that on your wall? What kind of Star Wars contraption is that back there? What the fuck? Oh, that's a, a vibrant. Now, no, there's got to be vibrant, right? Yes, it is. Thank Security you. home system? Yes. Yeah. Shout out to vibrant. This nigga living in 2030 and shit out here. Damn. It's, wow. Rich okay. nigga shit. Okay, let me get this out the, out the cut. Anyway. <laughs> they are right. They're not. So they came on my house. And they're like, yo, we see you got some cameras. Like, bro, I already have Vivant. All right, bro, I'm going to come back. Bro, I, I literally told you I already had the product you're trying to sell me. Please do not come back in 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying, Chan. I get what you're saying, Rev. Uh, <laughs> y'all, so y'all are stupid. Y'all are stupid. <laughs> 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 all right, Rev, you got it. <laughs> all right, I, I get it, but they still have voices. It, I don't know. I, I want better. <laughs> I want better for all of us. Like that song can't be that hot. That you got to deal with that shit. But how about DM you by address so you can come fucking put a bag over my head, dog? You for Florida? I'm good. Mostly wilding out here. But <clears throat> all right, this has gone off the rails extremely, extremely fast. <laughs> I ain't never seen no stuff like that. You got like the green lightsaber in the background. I'm like, what the hell is it's, going on? It's literally a green light, dog. Like it's not, it's not that serious. Now you should see when you change it from uh unsecured to secure. That bitch start blinking like crazy. They do it real quick. Yeah. Do yeah, it for the pod. <laughs> do it for the pod. My my house is not <laughs> locked. Hold on, let me lock my shit real quick. Right. Notice he he's not getting up. He's gonna do it from an app because he's he's definitely living in the future. Wow, there you go. There we uh, go. Blinking on. Yes. Yeah. Our army. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Jesus! We can't we can't be safe in the black community anymore. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um. <laughs> I don't even know what to say no more. Um, yeah. So See, this, uh, this is this is where this is where on the Joe Budden podcast where they would like punch out and then punch back in. <laughs> <laughs> we're not that sophisticated, so we're just gonna sit here and uh, <laughs> in awkward. No, hey, I pilot. did. I'm like seventy five percent done with the the Kanye West uh, Netflix special, a little documentary. Well, okay, good, good pivot. So, I mean, we don't really got to talk about. Honestly, I think the first two episodes are the best. The last one, you could probably kind of see where they went. Um, I think part one was like excellent because they captured like oh, some yeah. of the greatest moments of like hip hop history, and just the foresight for Cootie shout to him <laughs> to Jesus Christ, hey man. <laughs> Let me come by a vast uh, so I can block my <laughs> IP address real quick. Y'all are bugging. Let me live, <laughs> all right? Wow. Let me live, Loski. I ain't do nothing to you, man. <laughs> okay, so Rev made a good point. I, well, so 
the first two episodes made her sympathetic, and the third reminded me. That's what I was about to say. The first two episodes justify whatever kind you want to do. I'm with him. Fuck it. <laughs> well, yeah, because you could clearly see. I think I have a VPN on this. Uh, ah, shit. This man, this man got. You better unarm your house before the cops come. The motion detector be the set off shit. No, you got Ryan Coogler ass real quick. This is this is arming arm stay, not armed away. It's two different. Okay. When, yeah, when you get your, your life together, you'll learn this stuff. Um, those bricks. But uh, yeah, so part three, I, I I feel like that's doing him a disservice, man. Like you could clearly tell that man has some has mental problems. <laughs> Like, I feel like the music might be the only thing keeping him sane. Like, there were times where he was like, yo, I didn't feel comfortable recording because his his he was just going off the rails. Like, I was like, bro, like, you okay? Like, oh, shit. You all right? Bets. Frida got clapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about that, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you could clearly see that you could clearly see that his mom had a huge, very huge impact on his Man, life in his his psyche. Like pretty much since his mom passed away, like her her influence in his music has been nonstop. Like <laughs> even if it's subtly, there's always references to his mom or something like that in his mental health. Wow. But what what I did get from it is that there's some some parts that I wish that were on film. I hope that are on film. Like for example, the part where uh, Just Blaze came in came into the studio and they was talking about them doing the blueprint. Like I wish those studio sessions were record where Just Blaze and Kanye West are going kind of back to back and battling out. You know the iron sharpening iron situation with them making uh, Jay Z's classic album the blueprint, which Lowski will slander, but. It is what it is. Definitely, uh, I, I would like to see the My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy sessions, if those were recorded. Like, just just the way that they did it. Like, it's unfortunate that when he blew up, he kind of pushed Cootie to the side, but I really hope... I was about to say, when did he stop recording? Like, when did Cootie stop? Well, they said, I think after his second album, he, like, went on tour, and they kind of broke up for a little while. Like between uh, there's like a ten year gap between um, when when you start part three, it's like a decade goes by before they link up again. So a lot of time passed. But who's to say that Kanye was to have other people filming? You know, hopefully he did. But um, that that's definitely stuff I'd like to see. Like I think that's that's pretty cool. Like I, I would always like even pre Twitter, I'd be like, you know what, would be cool if I can know what Kanye West is doing right now, or like, damn, it'd be cool if he recorded when they made this album this song and he he did that in a way early in his career where it's like wow Kanye really is that dude like hate him or love him MAGA hat you know the whole Pete Davidson thing that's going on like at his craft he is bar none one of the best like Kanye is a rapper he is a rapper's rapper which is one part that surprised me most about this documentary is how how diligent and how seriously took rapping it's almost like production was his side thing, yet he was like godlike at it. Like it's it doesn't make any sense for him to be like that greatest producer. And that wasn't it didn't even seem like that was his real focus. His real focus being artist, which is incredible to say the least. Yeah, it definitely made me uh, I, I agree with everybody. It, it it made me 
uh, sympathetic and empathetic towards um, him losing his mother. Um, the documentary, just seeing all that went into it, reliving those times that we were going through, like we shoot from the first beat drop. I was like, dang, I remember that. I uh, When I seen, what was it, him and Talib Kweli was in the Mercedes and he was playing the beats for him and just all, and that was like a huge song, like just to be able to experience that uh, going through it with them was, was, was a beautiful thing. Um, it truly is sad what happened to his mother. And, you know, yeah, he's definitely, it's, it's changed him as a person, as it will do. I mean, when you lose someone that is that close and he probably felt like just looking at their relationship and knowing not the full details, but him and his dad are nowhere near as close as him and his mother. He probably felt like before his daughter was born, that was the only person he can really trust. Like, and that's why I think he made that song, which I think is very underrated song, but it's a beautiful song. Uh, only one where, you know, where he was kind of actually talking about the transition of his mother and grandmother and them watching over his now daughter, uh, Northy. I mean, you know, I, it definitely made, it, it brought me back on track with him. And I, I understand some of the struggles uh, that he went through, even though it, I, I don't agree with some of the stuff he did as an artist, nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to align with everything you do, but it was definitely a great documentary. Right, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Tick. What you don't agree with? Oh, I was talking about like the, the red cap and the skeet stuff. Because, you know, some people are, oh, he's doing too much. Like, look, if hold you, on now. If you, if you marry, like, it, it, oh, what's up? You talking about the 45 hat? Yeah, I'm talking about the, the red cap. Yeah. Like, some people might not agree with that. Some people might not agree with the stuff that's going on with skeet. And when I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I'd be mad. What? Why are we calling this man Skeet? Who is Skeet? Skeet Davidson? Pete Davidson? Oh, you talking about burying him? Yeah, that and and everything else is going on in the media. Like Some people are like, oh, he's doing too much. But it's like, dude, this dude was in their circle kind of. At one point, a few months ago, maybe a year ago, and now he's with your wife. Like that's real niggas is gonna be mad about that. Like I don't care where you think you come from. You know you're gonna be mad. Like y'all were just chilling out, having dinner together at an, at Nobu or whatever, and a few months later, he's piping your wife still, like drilling. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he did that video. He did sent that picture oh where he was in Kim's bed and. You know, he was talking noise about him on SNL. Like, like Skeet started this too. Now he he deserves all the smoke he gets. Y'all really ain't got any worry about Big Soulja on the job. So just chill. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Like I I briefly heard heard about the whole P. Davidson thing. Like I'm not really trying to keep away that shit because it's like it's it's a lot going on. A lot going on with that. But yeah, <laughs> long and short. If you haven't watched the A Doc, watch the A Doc. That's all I can say about that. Um, let's go with some new music because um, I know Mark is out, but I'm sure he'll be back. Um, latest, uh, hold on. Okay. All right, Rev. <laughs> Rev said I heard Pete got that thing on him. So let's hear about. I'm just, I mean, is that it? So I, what I will say, what I will say to that point is that. I think women weaponize men's penis size, right? 
because the minute, the minute that they break up, right, you're going to be like, oh, you know, you're going to be like, oh, you little dick bastard, yada, 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 yada. Meanwhile, Ye was like blowing your back out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't really subscribe to that. I'm not a woman, so I don't know how that works, but I, I've seen it happen. You know what I'm saying? And also, like, never mind. I don't like where this conversation is going, but I get what you're saying because, you know, when women get mad at me, they constantly go to the ball stuff immediately. You're built like Bobby Hill. You know, it just <laughs> look, shut up, bitch. You you getting you, you hey, laughed a little bit too too oh, no. you laughed a little bit too loud for your height, sir. Let's let's reel that back. Um, oh but you know, God. they do stuff like that. They're gonna do stuff, or they'll say I'm short. Like uh, this one girl got mad. I was like, Oh, that's why you're five four. I'm like, bitch, Don't I'm like, six, I'm over six feet. What are you talking about? Over is a little bit of a stretch. It, it uh, you can look on my expired license. <laughs> it says you, six you, one. You, you about six foot, bro. I, I am six I foot. in the right pair of sneakers. You're probably <laughs> in the right pair of sneakers. I'm I'm over six feet tall. Here we go, right here. All right, let's go ahead and put all your PII on the internet so Lowski <laughs> so Lowski can right rob there. you, dog. Like. You're are you stupid? Take your take your ID card off the off the phone, dog. Where you can't see the number. I don't care. I'll shoot Lowski. Who cares? Oh, Jesus Christ. I flash my nine on camera. I don't care. Please don't flash your nine on camera. Oh my god. <laughs> Rev said that you built like honey poo. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, I'm just saying, like I I feel like that's a little bro. And I feel like as a man, if you're not insecure, then that shouldn't bother you. Like, oh, I don't care if you if you if you meet it up, that's your business, dog. Like and, and my thing is he can't be mad. Oh man, this is this has turned to an episode of Euphoria. But if unlike you know the rest of you heathens, I am a God-fearing Christian brother, but I was informed. I thank you. Uh hallelujah. I was informed that uh, Kim Kardashian did make a uh, an intimate video with a artist named Ray J, and the streets were saying that he was meted up as well. Yeah, it's a prayer group was crazy that week when I was trying to pray for our country and our community that things like that are happening in this world. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure Kanye West has probably seen that video, right? If you can live through watching another man pipe down your queen, then I feel like you're you, nothing else in the world should bother you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can deal with that, then like the world is yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's just me personally. But again, I am a God fearing Christian brother. Um, let's see. Her head, Rev says her head was like in. Lowski says her whole sex game was like, and so I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I feel like that shouldn't be something that would bother Kanye West. So, top five sex tapes ever. Jesus, you've seen more than one. That's blasphemous. Like, whoa, I'm gonna pray for you. To, I'm gonna pray for you tomorrow at the, the, the meeting. So, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, weighs heavy on my heart that people are participating in. Extramarital and premarital carnal acts, you know, unheard of. 
Yeah, man. It's, uh, what no music you uh? You oh yeah, on. we shit. We don't deviated far from from the yeah. <laughs> from the topic. Same, All right, so the new new music I'm on that I've listened to recently. Um, if you're in the R&B, check out Late Nights with Jeremiah. Um, there's been like a Gangster Grills resurgence renaissance. No. There's been a Gangster Grills renaissance. He is he is featured on that album. It's got a little bit of a mixtapey feel. It's got it's got some dream vibes to me a little bit in some parts. But I think it was a solid saw wow. Chan, I hope these tapes that you've made have been of prayer in Bible sessions. Um verse Yeah, I mean, you know, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Um uh, that little dirk 70 7220. I'm not gonna lie, that shit was kind of whack. Like, I don't it was crazy as hell. It wasn't it for me, dog. I'm I'm good on that. Um, Next, what I will tell you that I, there might be a new top album of the year for me, and I'm about to run it back a couple times. But I, I think this might give Nas is Magic a run for its money, and that is Tana Talk Four by Benny the Butcher. It is a extremely solid project. Starts off with Johnny P's Caddy, which is a strong track. After that, back to back with the homie. The goat, Buffalo's finest. Well, not Buffalo's finest. Uh, what's the other weird part of upstate New York? Rochester, Syracuse, Syracuse. Is he from Syracuse? Wherever Stove Guy's from, I don't think he's from Buffalo. I think he's from Syracuse. One of the weird places. But shout out to Stove Guy Cook. <clears throat> that man's the goat. Weekend in the Perry's is fire featuring Bodie James. Ten more commandments. That shit is fire. So that's five tracks right there that are heat. So if you haven't listened to Benny the Butcher's Ten O'Clock Four, five tracks. Are you saying it's a classic? I didn't say it's a classic, but I said it's probably giving Nas's magic a run for his money for me of album of the year so far. And not for nothing, I think Benny the Butcher is a better rapper than Conway. I, I like his style better. He's he's a I think he's the best rapper in Griselda, but my favorite rapper in Griselda is West Side Gun. Like it's just his voice, the way he be talking, that that it's it's different. Can you can you send me a couple of a couple of tracks or something to uh you know get me on the same page because if it ain't uh let me see what I got here. You don't listen to Griselda? Who? Wow. All right, man. I, now I sent you some stove god that one time you ain't listened to it. I did, unfortunately. It wasn't yeah, it didn't it didn't bro didn't drive on. me. Come on, dog. I'm gonna send you some more. I'm gonna send you some Griselda tracks. I'm gonna make a Griselda playlist for you, dog. Like Griselda. Yeah, bump this Kodak Black out my playlist. Let's 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 try. Let's get some of this Pooh Shicey out my playlist. Uh, Kodak has some tracks in this album. Kodak has some joints. So what album you think is better, Dirk or uh, Lil Yak? Uh, off of one listen, I would probably go with Kodak. Uh, yeah. Uh. It's a toss up. I don't know. Dog, what is Dirk? This album, like, huh? Dirk said something about farting and smelling perks and lean. I was like, all right, bro, come on, dog. Like, well, people that's in that culture, they understand that. I guess, but like, like, if I, I mean, if I had to guess, you, if you would have fart or whatever, you, I'd probably smell fried chicken. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) If if he's saying, if he farts, he smell. He smell as lean and you know all that. That's what he liked. First of all, 
You know what? And then he got that song "What Happened to Virgil," which is a classic. Ah, that might be a stretch. Um, yeah, it wasn't doing it for me. And I and I was at the gym. I was like, yeah, man, is this shit? Is it over yet? Yeah, I was like, is this over yet? I'm good, man. Like it wasn't. Wow. And the song with Future. Oh my God, bro! You got to go. You got to run it back. You got to run it back. <laughs> why is Mike just getting flamed in the chat? <laughs> Yo, is this man is this man present? Can he? Yes. Yeah, you're you're getting so. <laughs> oh my! God. <clears throat> a horse to tat. Horseshoe tat. It's coming soon. I already. I've, I've already had it. Uh, I got it scheduled. It's it's coming. Anywho, yeah, Dirk is that's kind of trash. The albums I recommend is uh, Benny the Butcher Town Talk Four and Jeremiah Late Nights. Oh, damn, we're doing song of the week. No, I'm talking about just music in general that I recently listened to. <laughs> hey, you might have cut that chat off. <laughs> uh, and still a cool kids before shit got weird. Oh also got some heat, so. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. You see Rev in the chat cutting up on people's hairlines and stuff like that. It, it, it just speaks to immaturity and name color, like we were saying with Russell Westbrook. Like, why are you doing it? This nigga has more hair than I have. Like, damn. What you trying to say? It's like the, the front is straight. It's when it's, it's I got the Kevin Durant thing going on. That's that's where it's a problem. Minus the naps. Um because his shit is atrocious. Oh, you should get some hymns. Get some what? Hymns. Hymns. I'm getting that fucking sewing kit. I'm gonna have dress. <laughs> dress in a couple months. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you wait. I show up on. I show up by the podcast with fucking braids. Don't talk to me. Don't say nothing to me. Looking like, looking no. like Drake. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm headed to Turkey, man. That's that's where I'm going next. I'm going to Turkey. We're going to get the little implant. It's going to be down to here to, uh, with the waves. You can go down to DRs, a five-week um, turnaround. I think it said turkey is like a, like all you need is like one or two quick sessions. I feel like you don't want to be traveling to that part of the world right right about now. Shout out to I'm black. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm good at every hood shit. Okay, until so that bomb falls in your lap, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say yeah. Shout out to Brittany Griner. <laughs> yeah, she out there. Frida, Frida, Frida Holman. Good in every hood. Yeah, yeah we I forgot to talk about her last video. That's kind of fucked up. They got her locked up over some vapes. They said it was best to, to not talk about it because they said like the more you talk about it, the more uh, it makes it seem like she's valuable, kind of thing to Russia. Where it's like, oh, look at all these people talking about it. Now we we really got something over here. Like they kind I mean, of she's a seven foot woman. Me. Like <laughs> like I. I feel like that ship has sailed. Like, now, I don't I, a lot of those. Honestly, I feel like there hasn't been a lot of coverage on her. Like, they haven't really talked about her as much as I feel like they normally would for an athlete that's in that situation because people are. Just, it ain't nothing they can report because they ain't getting no news. <laughs> even just saying, like, hey, free Brittany Griner type stuff, where it's just like, hey, let's get Brittany Griner out of here. Like, let's, if they're not doing that that much. There's not a lot of people saying that. Free Fair BG, enough. that's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Free the homie. 
She, she talking about Britney Griner. She ain't talking about the her non oh, no. ass. Ain't talking about uh, BG the rapper. Oh goddamn! <laughs> my bad. Oh my god. Oh my god. You know what? You know what? I'm not even gonna repeat that. I'm not gonna repeat that. Church, church, church is tomorrow. Tyler, what are you? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Brendan Grant got that deep stroke. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) That's the same. Hey, I know I miss y'all sports. Uh, little sports hour. But what y'all think about them? Vontae Adams going to the Raiders, saying "fuck a Rod." Hey man, get your bag. Get your bag, King. Get, get your, your bag. motherfucking bag. Yeah, big bag right there. Dump truck. I think it's good for him. Hey man, get your money. I didn't know. I had actually forgot he was from Fresno State, so he actually has already played with Carr before. I keep forgetting that Aaron Rodgers is a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, uh, anti-vaxxer asshole. Probably y'all know he had um he had a clause in his contract where he can go seek you know a trade and then if the team match that number, he has to stay there. So they didn't match the number, they just said, All right, you can go. <laughs> so Aaron Rodgers signed off on that too. Fam, Los, you a while. You <laughs> how did we how did we get here? All right, hold on. What <laughs> <laughs> so you get like the freaking like get out of that chat for a little bit. What what, what did I I guess? Well, I don't want to just rehash whatever y'all talked about with the genius thing, but I remember uh, last week how or not last week, but I guess three weeks ago when we talked about part two, how we uh, how I mentioned that they could make like a fucking ten part uh, documentary on like Justice albums and stuff like that. Like I feel like there was a lot of things that were left out of this genius uh, uh, documentary. And, like, while I was watching it, I was thinking, like, okay, well, what else <clears throat> What else could they do, like, a Last Dance-style documentary on involving Kanye West, where it's just, like, one hour, ten parts, and it'd be interesting for everybody to watch. Honestly, I think they could do... A ten-part series on Kanye West and his relationship with women. When it comes to uh, his creativity, his personal life, all these other things, like you talk about uh, the relationship with the woman that he was when he, the relationship uh, with the woman that he had when he first came into the industry, moving on to Amber Rose and everything that came with that, uh, diving off into like the Wiz Khalifa thing. Um, the Kim Kardashian, obviously, that's a big part of his life. Uh, you can talk about the relationship that he has with his mom. You can talk about the relationship that he has with like Taylor Swift, with Beyonce, with his own daughters. Like, there's a whole, there's a lot of things that comes with Kanye West. There's a lot of interesting things about him, and I just don't want, I don't want people to watch the Genius documentary and think like, hey, this is the Kanye West story. Like, this is all of who he is. Like. I, I truly believe that you could make like 10 full length documentaries about this man and his life and his career and his personal life and not be bored about it. Like he's, he's the most polarizing artist of all time. Well, and I, I don't think there's any debate to that. When, it's, kind of, when you talk about in the studio and outside of the studio, 
So kind of keeping the vibe of the chat, apparently. I mean, they could do a documentary on his fucking sex addiction. They they briefly touched on what? that one magazine he picked up. Dog, listen to listen to what he be talking about, dog. Like, eh, like, he said, like he said sex addiction before. Like, yeah, he's a man. Like he said that before. This man said he had to pay his his own family member two hundred fifty thousand dollars for a laptop that he was having sex on. Like, again, he's also married, so I'm like, who are all these other women? Like, again, everybody. Could have been old stuff though. Now, there's a there's a story where Nicki Minaj talked about coming to the studio with Kanye West and some of the stuff that was on the TVs were very <laughs> pornographic in nature. So yeah, that, like, I mean that's kind of I mean, but when you think about like artists and how they create, like sometimes you have to be in that mode. You have to have that stuff. Play. Like I'm I'm I was talking more breeze about this before we started recording. I was watching the uh, Juice War World documentary. Now I've watched documentaries about artists before, and when they're like creating stuff, <laughs> there's like a vibe that they have that kind of sets the mood for them to be able to be in that mind space to be able to create these things. Like he's in the studio, and his girlfriend is snorting cocaine off of her iPhone, like just multiple lines off of the iPhone, and it's just like that's something that helps him make the make the music that he makes. Like for some people, I I, I listened to an interview that her did where it's like. You know, you go down to certain places, they have like, you know, food and uh, fresh whatever, alcohol, drinks, pills, drugs, like all these things for you to kind of like, okay, what is it that you need to set the vibe for you to create the best version of this sound that we're looking for? Like if you go back to the My Dark Twisted Fantasy uh, vibe where he was in Hawaii like before you walked into the studio, there was all these signs, you know, that said like, hey, no Twitter, no posts and pics, no looking at your phone, you know, positive. There, all these things that you had to, all these rules you had to follow so that when you come into the studio, you're in the right mindset. They were, remember uh, the, the uh, what was it? The Black Rosewood, where he was always wearing a suit and tie. Like those were always these things that they had to wear where it's just like, if you're going to come and do this album with me, you need to be in this mindset where, hey, we're wearing these suits. We're wearing rosewood suits. We're wearing dark glasses. We're, this is a vibe that we're setting. And for you to fit the vibe that I'm looking for, you need to dress like this. He did that for Don. The, uh, uh, what's his name? Fabio Foreign was talking about when they were out there working on Donda. Hey, if you want to work on this album, guess what? You're coming to Bible study. You're going to have prayer service with us. All these things that you have to do to get in that mindset to make this album, to have the vibe that I want. And even that, like you could do a 10 hour documentary on what it's like to work in the studio with Kanye West. Like, like, like I could do this all day. Like Kanye West is that guy. Like Beyonce in the studio is probably on that level. Outside of the studio, Beyonce is pretty boring as far as we know, because we haven't seen anything from not too much personality. Like she's not shown as much. And and that's and that's her choice. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but based on the information that we know between like Kanye West and Beyonce or Kanye West and Jay-Z, Kanye West and Taylor Swift, Kanye West and Bruno Mars, or whoever whatever other star you want to name, you're not going to be able to name one that is on that level of production and creating music and being able to say something that gets people pretty much going insane like where your where your tweets and instagram posts become think pieces for the whole world 
and become like content for everybody. Like no one is doing that but him on that level. Well, probably fair. But let's talk about some more content. Chan has some hot takes in the in the chat that I wish she would come on the podcast to uh, to discuss. She says, and I quote: "I think men with small wings have sex addictions. They get the fastest nut because they don't have far to go." <laughs> And think about it. What is the basis behind this? I'm very curious how you got to this. Uh, how you got to this point? I remember watching the uh, watching that one episode of Euphoria. That man kind of got his shit off pretty quick. The uh, the uh, cat episode where she was she had the cat mask and the, she was doing oh. the video chat thing. Hey, that man got his issue off immediately. I was like, Yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> how fast? How did he do it? That fast? <laughs> That's impossible. That man said, I am efficient. Yeah, that, man, that man gave it four good yanks. I was like, yep, I'm out of here. I was like, yo. We had a pandemic. We ain't got time to be wasted. It's a race. That man said, I got shit to do, dog. I'm getting, this, they charged me about a minute. Let me get in and get out. <laughs> Nasty behavior. I'm just saying, like, yeah, if you're paying, oh, God. Don't kink shame though. Yeah, we're trying to be sex positive. Um, again, as a wholesome Christian brother, I don't know too much about these topics, but I feel like yep. in the in the information age, if you're paying for like cam chats and OnlyFans, you truly are the lowest of the low deviant. Because uh, you can, if you pay, if you pay for cam cam chats, you probably are a serial killer. Possibly. In your past life, or you got the potential. This is my Christian opinion. Because it's it's free. It's it's free. Like we don't it's free, but it's not like because and the reason why, because of course I'll be watching wrestling and stuff like that. And I know this lady named Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got one. I'll get this. I want to hear this first. The answer to this. You saying it's free, but are you talking from experience from this point on or what? Have you tried it? Oh, okay. Um, I get mine, so I'm good to go paying <clears throat> for stuff. But <clears throat> it was a wrestler <laughs> that quit wrestling, right? She started an OnlyFans account and made ten thousand dollars in her first hour. She wasn't even naked, and I was like, she's just in lingerie and swimsuits. And I'm over here like, what the hell? Like, you can see women everywhere in lingerie and swimsuits. Like, I think it's because. A lot of times, like I know a couple of guys personally that do do the OnlyFans stuff. A lot of times they look for high school girls that they knew, work friends, you know, stuff like that. Like if Rev Run had one, I might try to see if I could find it on Reddit. I ain't even going to cap. But that's just the, the nature of the beast. I feel like sometimes if it's someone around you, maybe that you're interested in seeing like that, you do it. Me personally. It's too much free stuff out here. I mean, I have a phone full of all sorts of stuff, so that's never going to be a problem of mine. You know, but I'm not going to call a guy a loser that, you know, wants to see nasty stuff. Because it's human nature. I'm not going to call anybody a loser because... I mean, we are in a pandemic. All all I'm going to say is that uh, who amongst us does not pay for bottled water on here? Who has not paid for water? Water is free everywhere. You can get water for free anywhere. 
but we still pay for it. It's the same thing. A lot of apples no, out there. Red says Cam Chat are one step away from financial ruin and losing your family. I will have to. How she know? I mean, it's an open it's an open line to come on the podcast and defend yourself. Right now, you're being accused of, you know, making bad fiscal decisions. <coughs> with, uh, with I'm just internet, saying, internet people, chat rooms. People pay for what they want. People pay for what they like. If they like a certain thing, they'll pay for it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm not going to shame someone that because they, like, okay, yes, I could see any. Uh, woman nude on the internet or on a porn site or whatever but if there's a particular person that i want to see then why why wouldn't i pay to see it if that's what i want to see oh this girl she's sick <laughs> you know I, like i told y'all before i remember working for a particular bank and like some of the young our young brethren like they would call in with these fraud charges and i would see uh, I forgot what exactly it's called, but it's something, something, and it's from England. Something, something, England. Something, something, England. It, it's like four ninety nine, three ninety nine, twenty ninety nine, uh, twenty seven ninety nine, ten ninety nine, nine ninety nine. I'm just like, God damn! Like, what? What is wrong? Like, why are you subscribed to so many different ones? And it's constantly coming out of the account. Like, I'm like, at that point, you're probably banned. <laughs> you know, because it's like, like, like I said, it, it was this one dude, and he, he definitely, it's been a few of them, and they just have five to ten. I remember an older white gentleman; he had like maybe fifteen different of the OnlyFans links, and I'm just, and he had the Brazzers and something else too, like. Okay, stop, I'm cancer too. I'm Brazzers? Brazzers? Nah, yeah, Brazzers, yeah. He's all that shit. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no fucking way, boy. Hey, man, his his, his no Brazzers was like for $99. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? That, that shit hit different in 4K, though, man. I'm not gonna lie. That shit in 4K, that shit hit different. Oh you might as well go to the metaverse and got them, go find you something in there. I'm not going on the metaverse. Hey, man. I, I said it before, man. Bring back back page, Back page was so so many. Have y'all, did y'all? I don't know. Did y'all talk about the the, the chick that got like molested on Metaverse? I, I heard and that on like, the uh, Joe podcast. Um, that's some wild shit. But like, I got the Oculus, but I'm not about to just. I don't know. Just turn the shit off. <laughs> turn it off. That's what I was like. Like, how are you getting gang raped in the metaverse? That's so think, weird. Okay, y'all are see y'all are spreading what's going on anymore. That's not what happened. That black mirror on Netflix. I'm telling you, that shit was real. We <laughs> living in black mirror right now, but yeah, I I'm not saying that you can't have what you want, but I'm definitely going to judge your your decision making skills, and I'm not going to trust you if you're spending. Hundreds of dollars a month on chats and porn. That's just weird. Disposable income. Who? I don't know. I ain't gonna say it's weird, but it ain't for me. I ain't gonna call nobody weird. I know a lot of people I don't know in a long time that just told me some crazy stuff, but I still, you know, kick it with them. You know, and do you? I'm I'm just saying, like, don't shake my hands, like fist bump, like I, I'm not on the Oculus. Oh, okay. Oh, y'all lit. I'm not. Uh, I'm not on that yeah. level yet. <laughs> yeah, not on that level yet. When actually, I think they're gonna put like start putting the Bible meetings on Oculus, so we can just meet from home to stay safe during the pandemic. So I might have to. 
might have to invest in that. Might be might be a thing here soon. So um <clears throat> yes, we're almost hitting the two hour mark. Um actually let's let's uh let's uh let's talk about some things. Let's go. Rev, we, we need we need we need Rev to we need Rev to join the team. I know she's an aspiring writer. You need to join the podcast team. We need we need we need a we need the Avengers, dog. Like we need we need we need a team. I think that's one thing that is underestimated with like content creation. Well, actually, this is the content creation section. I think I like this section. We did this last week, I think, or maybe the week before. Whatever. Let me put this into my notes because it's a pain in the ass doing the description. Content creation corner. All right. Shout out to to the content creators. Also, real quick, before I forget, before I forget, shout out to the Instagram homies. I've been slacking with my content creation because I've been busy, but I am at 296 followers on Instagram. So appreciate all the the gamers out there, the sneaker folks. Um, Definitely appreciate the love. Definitely trying to, I hopefully be at 300 by tomorrow but my goal was hit 300 so let's let's push forward to 400 and and beyond but anyways back to the content creation it's a team man like i do wait a second this is what i can't believe chan is questioning the morals of this podcast like this is this is disgusting um so but yeah i think people underestimate the the work that goes into any type of content creation like for example I say this on the podcast all the time. I'm like the one of the few semi-loyal listeners of the Joe Budden podcast, but he 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 can put you all out of game, man. Like there's a lot of work that goes into what what seems as simple as making like a podcast. Like he has like production, he has people in this description, you know, promotion, all that jazz. And that, that's a lot of work, right? And you know we we've been at it for a while. I think we put out a quality product, but I think we lack in the marketing department. And Hold I think on, somebody got me fired. Hold know, on, y'all. Hey man, you know, Joe Joe had to let it off. You know, we had to make some budget cuts. You know, so we're we're in a tough fiscal situation. The cap we're up against the cap, and you know things got to move, things got to shake. But I do think we do need to build a solid team. Um, and I'm, I'm extending an invitation to anybody out there who wants to join the the 2022 dream team. You know, um, we're out here putting in work. Um, someone, please, to... someone please run it. Oh, comments. I can't even focus. I'm about to turn them back off. Change. Someone please run the Twitter account. Someone. Anybody. I'm I'm like I might even be done with Twitter. Like, so I do have a burner account, allegedly, maybe. And like <coughs> Twitter, Twitter won't let you not do anything, right? I will send you all the ice cream sandwich money you want. Up to ten dollars annually. But uh <laughs> yes, <laughs> we can make that happen. <laughs> Uh, Lowski, we we can make some work. You know, you can use my IP address as collateral. Um, but yeah, like even even like a Bumani Jones show, like it's 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 it didn't seem like a lot on the surface, but a lot goes into making a product like that. And again, we as Black people, we have to unite and and be great together, and make things happen. 
Um, his transition from ESPN to doing his own shit was, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of got away from it when he went on his own. Oh no, I I know he had going. No, he's he's still at ESPN, but I mean, I think he has more. Yeah, but Monty Jones show like every night. Now it's like, what do you do? Like once a week. So he had a daily podcast. Was actually uh, a daily radio show. Was actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, but when they went to the podcast three times a week, he had a TV show that got canceled because people are idiots and they don't, you know, value good quality content. And I feel like he has more of a runway to do things on HBO because you can cuss and be wild and all that stuff. But I had a good point that I completely just whiffed on. Um, 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 um. You're talking about content creation. Yeah, I know that, but I had like a specific point. <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. with Twitter, was it about like not being on Twitter? Oh, yeah, so Twitter, so yeah, I gotta, I allegedly have a burner account, and like, let's say I want to follow one thing, right? Let's say I want to focus on Coca Cola, right? I just want to follow Coca Cola at Coca Cola.com, right? Cool, you cannot do that. They will show you just all kinds of stuff, right? So part of the reason I made the burner account allegedly was to get away from a lot of the Falcons content. Cause like my Twitter has just become bad Falcons sakes, 24, seven, 365 all day, every day. <clears throat> so I picked like one person to follow or two people from Falcons Twitter to follow, which is cool. I respect their, their, their judgment. I respect their perspectives or whatever. Um, but whatever they like and retweet, I see. And the likes might be worse. I think Marcus brought this up a couple episodes ago. Like, if you like people's stuff, then, like, it'll start showing you all kinds of stuff they like. I'm like, I do not want to see more Falcons content than I'm asking for. I only want to follow one person. I only want to see their takes. I don't care what they because like. Algorithm. Yeah, I'm like, dog, just let me be, <laughs> let me be free. They just be pumping shit in my face, and it's like you can't really work. You can't really do things because you have to worry about sifting through Twitter. And I also think that now at this point, I feel like any viral tweet, I feel like that's, I feel like those are bots. Like I know they're bots, but I feel like that's how they keep their content going. Like, cause it'd be the dumbest, most mundane tweets that have like 60,000 retweets. I'm like, fam, or they'll recycle the same tweets all the time. It's like, I know new people join Twitter every day, but there can't be that many new people joining, joining Twitter. Bro, I seen this week, or was it last week? I cleverly came up with my own tweet, and I seen four people steal my tweet. Like they didn't even change the word, they didn't add no emojis, they stole the tweet. Like I was kind of going viral. I think I made it up to like 500 likes or something like that. I seen another person posted 12 hours later, they got like two, three thousand likes, and then boom, boom, boom. I'm like, damn, man, like. Y'all didn't change shit about it. And it's, it's the same way with like TikTok. Like I liked one video that has something to do with I ain't even got to walk in with my too loud clap, clap, clap. It's getting too loud. And now I see that all the time. I'm just like, okay, you know, problem, God, damn. That's not a problem, though. Huh? That's not a problem, though. Like, that's a great, those are great videos. Yeah, those, those are really great. Like, I like them, but, you know. Yeah. 
saying like I'm not being I, public. I don't want that to be seen. You know? I, feel you. I don't look at TikTok in public, but I, I will agree with the tech on whole the whole Twitter. Like I can see why people would move away from Twitter because it is a thing that happens where if you're a smaller account and you tweet something and starts getting a little bit of traction, that a bigger account can just take your tweet word for word, bar for bar, and post that thing and get way more likes, way more retweets, uh, articles, and um, what you call it, uh, websites. All these people are able to monetize your tweets while you're unable to do that. Like there's an option on Twitter to where you can do like the professional Twitter and you can like have like the super follows and all these other things that there's a lot of options that you have on Twitter to actually make money from your tweets. But to do that, you have to have over 10,000 followers. Like if you, if, if you go to that little section on Twitter, like they tell me that based on my tweets and based on, based on my interactions that I could make, like, I think it was like four, four or $5 per tweet or something like that. But because, because I only have under 400 followers and I don't have 10,000 followers that I'm not able to monetize my Twitter. So it's just like the, when, when my original account got suspended, I had like 1500 followers right now. I'm like at 370 something. If we're going to be honest, I'm probably not ever going to make it to 10,000 followers on Twitter. And it's just like on these other websites, now these other, on these other apps like Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok. Um, I think that's that's probably the main ones. On all those other apps, you're able to put something out, and if something takes off, you're able to monetize that. Like there's, like if you're on TikTok, right, and you put out a video that has a funny sound to it, and say your video doesn't get that many likes, but the sound is something that people want to use for their own videos you still get credit for people taking that sound. You still get credit for that. Like you can watch someone's video that's using a different sound um, on it. And it shows you like, hey, you can you can click that sound and go back to the original person who made that sound. So that person is still getting the credit for it. Whereas on Twitter, people will just copy and paste your tweet and then tweet it and it takes off and who cares? Like, at the, like the most that will happen is someone will be like, hey, you stole that tweet. And they'll just tweet through it and, and ignore it, essentially. So Twitter is one of those things where it's like if you're really trying to monetize yourself social media wise, you kind of already have to have that big following or else you're just not. It, it's, it's, it's hard to make it, quote unquote, make it as far as like uh, trying to make uh, uh, money off of Twitter, whereas on other social media platforms, it's a little bit easier. Yeah, I kind of just get tired of Twitter because it's like when I don't log in for a while or don't do anything for a while, they kind of like force me into doing stuff or they'll be like, here, these are tweets you might like or uh, here's this person that you like, the things that they like. And it's like, OK, some of that should be kind of private. Like, I don't I don't need to see that. Um, and it's just for me. When I thought about creating another burner, I was like. If I do do it, I'd want to keep it pretty bare bones and I'd rather just build up solid connections rather than like for a while when I was like closing in on 10,000, 
I was all up in Nigerian Twitter. I had Russians and Asians. It was just everybody, a bunch of people I didn't know because the goal was, hey, just get your followers up, get your followers up, get your followers up. And I felt like a lot of the quality people got kind of lost in the sauce. Like, honestly, um, when you had said something about um, the the podcast uh, at on Twitter, I don't ever see it like at all. I don't like I have to go type it in and look for it. But I never see the podcast tweets other than if you tag me in it, then I see it. Um, I see South Breeze a lot, but he does disappear for a while. And it's like a few other people that I that I do deal with. I don't really see you and I can't even tag you like I have to like go put the ad type out your whole name. I don't know. Maybe you got me blocked. Who knows? But um it's just weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, and I just, I really would like to get back to this, the bare bones of, Hey, if I got 35 people that I truly mess with, then these are my 35 people that I want to follow instead of, I think I'm like in the six thousands now. And it's like, okay. So I, I see TikTok. I Like I said, I have a TikTok, but it's literally just stuff I'd have my, from my, put on my Instagram. So but I don't really mess with the TikTok too much. But it's it's just crazy that you have to battle the al- algorithm for like every social media. So that algorithm, that algorithm is undefeated. It's insane. Yeah. And then like like I said, man, shout out to women's history month. Like women are like the certain women are like the cheat code. It's it's easier. Like it's the fact that some women have an easier time. Gaining followers just because men are nasty. That's just kind of how that goes. So, but you know, you got to use what you got to get where you want. So, shout out to OnlyFans, but entrepreneurs, business people. Yes. <laughs> that shit is hard. It's harder than it looks. I'll tell you that. It is. So, well, definitely Lowski and, and Rev, you'll be getting DMs. We need to figure, figure out the team. So, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get to, to 400 followers at this point before like the summertime. I'm I'm at like 370 something, so I'm I'm, I'm getting back there. I'm, I'm trying, but I think I'm, I might be. I don't want to say I'm gravitating more towards TikTok, but like the last. In TikTok is kind of weird sometimes because it's like if you don't use the right hashtags. Like there was one video I posted, it got like 21 views. And then the next one I posted got 868 views. And then the next one got 896. And then the next one got 43. So it's just like... Well, that's the thing. It's the algorithm. You, you have to go on YouTube. There's YouTube videos that will tell you exactly what's... It changes here and there. Because like with Instagram, it said like, hey, at first only use like 7 to 10 hashtags. And I was like, oh, use 30 now. Okay, now they're back to 7. It's just something that's always changing. So... It's again another aspect that people don't look into. There's a lot of work and research that goes into that stuff, unless you just already have a huge following. Hey, hold on. What uh, Chan Lene said, what is Shadow Band? What did it do? You don't know about Shadow Band? I didn't heard that before. So, uh, it's pretty much where a good example is is like with Instagram, if you uh, use a bunch of hashtags all the time and like you know, put yourself under people's posts. What they'll do is they'll make it that you don't show up. So let's say you get shadow banned and you want to see if your content is out there. 
and you make a unique hashtag like ham sandwich 36. And you type in ham sandwich 36 and nothing shows up because it, it makes it seem like you're a bot. So they get you out the paint. Oh, okay. Or when you, you try to search yourself it. and you just don't show up. So, yeah. Hey man, you, you know me, you not muted, dog. <laughs> we know what you mean. <laughs> I know that sound. I perk up when I hear that sound. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I heard that. I don't I don't even know what that was. I will so, say, I will say it, I don't know what it was either, but I, like uh I, I, think was, I think it was like two weeks ago I was saying that uh TikTok has not put me on to any sound or any song. Uh that song, I, I'm going to listen to that song now because that song. <laughs> trigger something inside of me that is a great feeling that I love to have. So the videos that go with that song, just, mm, I can't, I cannot wait until white women decide to take over that trend and ruin it. Cause it's going to be a terrible day when that happens. The heck? Yeah. I don't, I don't know nothing about that, man. What's, what's, uh, what's freak hours? What's that? Hey man. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting too loud. That's art. That's art, my friend. Damn. 200. Damn. Yeah. Uh, might have to figure out the whole TikTok, but I'm over here stuck on Instagram. But... Tell me to give my boy a shout out, man. Uh, uh. Uh. <laughs> network. Hashtag network. I mean, did. did... No one else watched the uh, the Nikki and Joe interview. I listened to it. Well, I, I took a few things uh, from that from watching it. I will say that um, what Nicki Minaj is doing is something that we haven't seen before. I guess since two thousand, uh, I guess two thousand ten, when she popped up. Like and kind of like popped up, like kind of made a scene, and then in 2011 when she showed up on Kanye's uh, "My Beautiful Dark, Dark Twisted Fantasy," I'm pretty like, and may, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty, I'm like 95, 99 percent sure that there hasn't been a female rapper that has been in the game and as relevant as Nicki Minaj. Like Lil Kim wasn't like Lil Kim was in the game for a while, but she's never been as relevant as long consistently as Lil Kim has, or like Queen Latifah, Lauren Hill, like any of the any of the female rappers you can think of, they haven't been relevant for as long as Nicki Minaj has. And Nicki Minaj is kind of in a space right now where there is no, there is nobody for Nicki Minaj to look at to kind of model her career after. Like, there's no footsteps for her to follow in. Like, there is no, there is no female version of Jay Z that she can look to and be like, okay, these are the steps I need to follow so I can get to that billionaire, <clears throat> Kanye West, or there's no Rick Ross or whoever. Like, Nicki Minaj is like actively blazing that trail for a lot of female rappers, and I feel like. She, doesn't really get a lot of credit for that. And the, the thing that kind of really threw me off about that interview was when she was talking about the uh, fashion industry not giving her any chance or any credit or any like deals, whatever. Like she'd say uh, a fashion line or a lipstick or something in a bar and their sales would go up 
and they're still not trying to give her any endorsements or anything. It's just like, isn't your job to like make money? Like, why aren't you, why don't you have people around you that can say, Hey, this female rapper that's out here, she's putting out a lot of good content that would help us. We need to put, we need her to promote our business. We need her to do the things that, uh, that we stand with, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just kind of, it was, it was odd to, to know that, you know, she wasn't getting the recognition, not in the music industry or in the fashion industry. Cause I can, I can understand why in a male dominant genre, why she wouldn't get the credit that she deserves. Cause it's like, okay, men are like, well, I'm not trying to hear a woman rap about whatever, but when it comes to fashion and like makeup and like, even those industries are like, Nah, we're not really feeling you like that. Like that threw me off a lot. And that, that's kind of that was kind of uh disheartening to know that you can be on the level of Nicki Minaj being the greatest female rapper ever and being like a top 25 rapper of all time and still struggling to get fashion endorsement deals or magazine covers or just credit for um Pushing the culture. But didn't she didn't Nicki Minaj wear like some crocs in a video or interview, like some pink crocs, and the fucking sales went up like two hundred percent. I mean, she's a she's an influencer. At the end of the day, <laughs> that's what she is. Yeah. And it's just like, why wouldn't you, as a company or as a brand, look at Nicki Minaj and say, like, hey, she's talking about us, and our sales are going up. Maybe we should put her on the cover of her magazine. You know, like let's have her do an interview or let's give her her own line or anything like that. And it's like, what, what are we doing? Isn't the job, isn't our job to make money here? Like, and maybe, maybe I'm just simple minded when it comes to things like that. Where it's just like, all right, what's popping right now? Okay. Nicki Minaj is popping. Oh, she's talking, she's wearing our brand. She's talking about our brand. Her fans are out here buying the stuff that she's rapping about that has our names on it. Okay, let's go talk to let's go talk to Nicki Minaj and see if we can make something happen here. Let's see if we can build a Rev just answered that question. You're not gonna pay for marketing, you can get for free. Okay, but you're gonna get more of it though. Yeah, but you can also just move on to the next thing. You just the money that you saved on marketing for Nicki Minaj, like So you have to wait, you have to wait for the next big time artist to mention you? When you they're can just—they're not, not going hungry, waiting for Nicki Minaj is the point. I'm not saying they're going hungry, but at the end of the day, it's about the bottom dollar. It's about making the money. And if I can pay Nicki Minaj, I don't know, two million dollars for two years and generate ten million dollars in that two years, why wouldn't I do that? Especially, and and this is—we're talking about like early Nicki Minaj. Like, she's only got one album out. And you're still like you don't have to pay that much, and she's generating that kind of revenue, that type of stream for you, and you're still just like, nah, we'll just take that little bump for the month, and then nah, we'll worry about it. We'll we'll wait for the next person to, to talk about us. I mean, yeah, and you act like rappers aren't always ready to scream out some white designer name anyway, so you're not gonna wait that long. Well, these were like smaller brands too, though. Like she wasn't always shouting out like the big name brands, but even just smaller brands, but. Then it also comes around to when she's doing certain fashion things, like when it comes to like her hairstyles or makeup styles, she's wearing these certain styles and not getting credit for it. And then two weeks later, a white 
artist or celebrity wears the same thing and all of a sudden they're getting magazine covers. Now they're getting their own lines and that's where the problem comes in because it's just like, hey, this isn't your style. You're not the one who influenced this. You're not the one who should be getting credit for this. Nicki Minaj should be getting that or Lil' Kim should be getting that or Beyonce should be getting that. There's other black females that are doing these things fashion-wise, culture-wise, influential-wise, that is considered, you know, they're doing the whole, oh, hoop earrings are ghetto until Kendall Jenner wears it. You know, long nails are ghetto until Kim Kardashian is wearing them. Or cat suits or any of these, any of these, like, even she was mentioning the, uh, the pink wigs. Like, Nicki Minaj was known for the pink wigs, for the colorful wigs. But when she would go to these fashion shoots, before she gets there, they're telling her, hey, let's not wear this. Keep the wigs at home. Like, we don't want any pink wigs. We don't want any green wigs. We don't want any wigs with color. Just come with just black hair. But Billie Eilish is showing up with green wigs and green in her hair. And she's getting on these magazine covers looking like that, making it seem like she's the one that's influencing the culture when it's really not her. And if I'm Nicki Minaj, I'd feel a way about that. And she has the right to feel that way about that. I mean, again, the Rev answered that as well. She's white. If it ain't white, it ain't right. Like that's that's an easier easier sell. So, well, I'm just glad that she called that stuff out though, because it, it is noticeable. And and, and that goes kind of goes back to that lotto conversation, where it's like, even if you're as big as Nicki Minaj, you still have to struggle to get things as a black female in the entertainment industry, like Nicki Minaj is the greatest female rapper of all time. She's a top 10, like, entertainer. She's a top streamer. She's a top uh, billboard getter. She's a top chart. She's a chart topper. But even her, when it comes to, like, magazine covers or anything of that nature, she still struggles with that. She still has to fight and scrape and claw just to get the bare minimum. Meanwhile, Taylor Swift just can just roll out of bed with anything and get all everything that she wants and it shouldn't be that way and it's been like and you don't even have to look through entertainment you can look through science or math or creation inventors all these things that black people work their hardest to get work twice as hard to get meanwhile white people do have to work and get more it's it's the same thing it's just more in front of us now yeah that's facts like uh my partner, he just bought a crib and uh, he sent me the link, like the, the, the little 3D uh, tour. And I always heard uh, master bedroom, <laughs> but I ain't never heard owner's bedroom. I'm like, God damn. It still sounds, it just sounds like slave taught me every time I hear some bullshit like that. <laughs> like niggas can... They don't never get away from slave talk. <laughs> or maybe I'm just overthinking it. No, your third eye is open, my brother. Like, I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that shit just stood out to me. That shit said owner's bedroom. Like, they didn't intend for it to be like, oh, whoever bought this house, this is where you sleep. I don't know. Or is it always just like a little jab? <laughs> I did. I did. Still got <laughs> uh, one thing they did say on the uh, the interview was they were talking about uh, 
people have been talking about who Nicki Minaj should go up, uh, go up against in a versus, and it's always like her and Lil Kim, and it's just kind of like, I think in a perfect world, I think going her and like Lil Kim and Nicki Minaj going up against each other would be the perfect versus, um, just to kind of, um, kind of put an end to whatever beef that they have, like to kind of go out there, play their hits, celebrate each other, and like just squash all of that between them and their fan base and be like, hey, we're here uniting, you know, do your 20 songs and then at the end, you know, say like, hey, we're doing a record together. Like that would be big for the culture. That's what people would want to hear. Like a lot of people would want to hear like two of the top five female rappers ever on the same song together. And they were talking about like, hey, well, who would the other person be? Like if you had to pick someone else, if you had to pick another rapper for Nicki Minaj to go up against that's say not a female rapper or not Lil' Kim. In my opinion, there's only one other option and that's Eminem. They've been on a few records together. They have a pretty good relationship. Their flows are kind of kind of similar and I think they both have the uh, big enough hits to, to kind of balance each other out. I think Nicki Minaj versus Eminem would be a more interesting battle musically than Eminem or Lil Kim and Nicki Minaj. Like Nicki Minaj versus Lil Kim is more important culturally, but as far as like a battle wise, Nicki Minaj and Eminem would be would be a closer matchup for me. And we're not going to say that Nicki Minaj isn't a good influencer. Like she influences the culture. She's influenced like rap in general on her own with the songs and the albums and the features that she's done. Like we're not going to do that. I mean, I was in Miami, what, when I was in November? I went to live on Sunday night. We in there chilling. And then they made this announcement. Queen B is in the building. We got a little Kim in here. And she was like in the same, she was in a, upstairs in a section beside us. I looked like, <laughs> you ain't got no grandkids, so take care of us. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's, but that's but that's Let it that's, go. that's the thing when it's like that's what it that's what Let it goes sweetheart. That's what it is with female rappers though, where it's just like there <laughs> is no female rapper that's in her 40s that's relevant, that's making music right now, as opposed to all the male rappers like the Jay-Z's, Nas, the Eminem's, the Rick Rosses, the Two Chains, the Fat Joes, there's all these male rappers in their 40s that can go out there and make music. Like Rick Ross has a grandchild. Like Rick Ross is a grandfather. You wouldn't say that about Rick Ross if he was in the club with you. You wouldn't be like, yo, go take care of your grandkid. Nah, because we've seen multiple female or male. Well, that depends on if I like him or not, though. Like if you got, let me see. I'm trying to think of an older rapper. Like, I don't know. I would tell them, I'm like, hey, you need to go give it up. <laughs> You wouldn't say that. You're not. You don't that. Need You're not telling Rick Ross to hang it up. <laughs> You're not telling. As far as coming to, the, I'm talking about as far as like coming to the club and like just getting that promo money. Like, bro, just you tell, do some. Tell the future to do that. Daytime shows, huh? You tell the future to not go to the club for a bag, like do a walkthrough. Future's doing that. <laughs> like future, future is goat. So I ain't. Okay, yeah, but he ain't included. It, so it, it matters if you like him or not, is, is what I'm... Yeah, that, you that's my like, personal opinion. Yeah. Okay, so we're not 
It's not basically. But just seeing, just seeing Lil Kim, like I never seen him before in my life. Then I seen, I was like, eh. <laughs> just go take care of your family. You know, you look, you look like our knees was hurting. <laughs> all of, <laughs> I was worried. All, a little bit. all I'm saying is Rick Ross is a legitimate <laughs> grandfather, and no one would tell him, "Hey, Rick Ross, go be a grandfather." If he did a walk throughout the club, like no one would. Think. But Rick Ross, he keep himself relevant. Every day, like I, but I just but I've been talking about daddy about this, and this is what I was talking about with Nicki Minaj. Where it's just like, yo, there is no female rapper that has made it to 40 and been relevant at the same time. So, obviously, when you see like a little Kim out there, you don't know how to deal with that because we ain't ever seen that before. So, once like I'm, I'm ready to see what happens with Nicki Minaj when she hits 40 because we've never seen a rapper at this point stay relevant this long and uh be you know at the the top of her game still making relevant music and be over 40. like we haven't seen that before so it's going to be different how old is Nicki minaj like 39 38 i'm about to look that up actually i was going to look it up maybe i need to do uh listen to her last album queen was a great album who was she talking about was that before or after the child that was before. She's 39 years old. Oof. But see, that's the thing. Ain't getting here with some. That's, what <laughs> that's what I'm saying. When women turn 40, it's like, all right, it's time to hang it up. It's time to go sit down somewhere. You know, men push 40. We don't think nothing of it. Jay-Z's pushing 50. No one's going to tell him to hang it up, stop rapping, stop going to clubs, stop making money, stop getting the bag, stop making public uh, appearances. But a woman turn woman turns thirty, and it's just like, all right, maybe you need to stop shaking your ass a little too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe you need to go do something else. Like, we're not doing that with Pusha T is a forty year old man with with braids on his head. Talking about drugs still. Pusha T is trash. All right, nigga. All right, it's time for you to get off the podcast. Yeah, it's about time to wrap up. Who the hell? Who the hell listening to Pusha T? Go, bro. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna. We're not gonna come in here talk about futures to go. And Pusha T is trash. We're not doing that. We have standards here. That ain't gonna. We ain't gonna let that slide. No, no. I know it's a Christian-based podcast, but we're not gonna stand. We're not gonna stand for lies. We're not gonna stand for slander. At some point, you gotta have Pusha P. I listen. I ain't gonna lie. I listen to Pusha P. I think it was the same week Kodak Black dropped that Friday, and I seen. Oh, it's a push new Pusha P song out. Let me see what he's talking about. That was three weeks ago. I still know what he's talking about. I don't know. It always sounds like he just throwing shots at somebody. I don't know. I don't get it. Well, go back to grinding. Hey, who? This is this is. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended. Yeah, get that up. Push me. Yeah. He can he can get his ass up out of here. <laughs> that rapper, he never. I, I don't even know. Why I'm trying to even defend this man. This is ridiculous. Yeah, he can he can go let his niece feel that chinchilla and make her a rapper. All right. <laughs> so uh, you guys got any shout outs? <laughs> Uh, yeah, send out shout out to uh, what's the school St. Peter's for upsetting another team in the NCAA tournament? I was gonna give a shout out to Mari, he's uh, apparently he's his show was going off the air, so they're just gonna be doing uh, reruns. That was actually something I had on my bucket list to do was to go up to uh, I guess it's they're filmed in New York. Like, my goal was to go up there 
and see a live show, but apparently I'll never get to do that. So that's one thing that is very uh, disappointing. And I feel like <laughs> Veronica. I feel like I'm Memorial is still on. Like, I thought those were all reruns. Now, that man is a legitimate TV legend, and he deserves a spot. So shout out to him for, for having a run that long. Shout out to y'all for listening to the podcast. Shout out, Yo, to, uh, shout out to the comment section. Y'all, wow. <laughs> what the fuck? It's been like a few, a few people that have just been consistent. Comments the best part. I get the Dude, what? Here. Shout out to Von Miller for being fine as hell. Yeah. What is, who is that? <clears throat> The linebacker? Buffalo Bill. Shout to Griselda. No homo, but he must he just <laughs> he must have got his money must be showing. I mean that nigga rough. God bless. <laughs> and that nigga made the patchy beards cool, I guess. <laughs> well, shout out to shout out to uh Jeff Brev. Who's in the chat? Tribbles, DJing, all that. Loski. Loski, you're joining the team. Revy, join the team. Okay. Wow. Rough. Okay. Rough niggas. Okay. Rev says she. Oh, handcuffed. Rev says she a goon, a goon at in these streets. I respect it. You rough, uh, Kiona. <laughs> mm. Okay, man. I'm not even gonna read that, but mostly you're a nasty dude. Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I still ain't ate dinner yet. Nigga, it's eight thirty. I ain't ate no dinner. <laughs> I ain't... Nigga, what? <laughs> oh my god! In my dirt voice, man, what? <laughs> Anywho, this KTSC Ave, we out. Peace.